And welcome to the Red and Ed Show, where it's always morning, even in the afternoon. My name is Jay Edgar, and I'm joined on the left side of the screen, not by, as always, this time, the wonderful Elaine, who had a work emergency about uh, 90 minutes before we got started, but John from the Generational Gap owed me a favor here, and he also had that wonderful uh, crimson hair from the Emerald Isle over there, so it just fit perfectly. John, thanks for helping us out here today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No problem at all. Definitely. I see. I, I have a, I have an alternate theory to why I'm on here. What's that? Uh, I think it is that you just miss having me on the show, <laughs> and so you're like, you just told Elaine, hey, you know, just take the day off, and uh, I gotta have John on here. It's been way too long. So, so then I'm here. It. I think it, that's what happened. It hasn't really <laughs> been that long, though, has it? No, it hasn't. It's no, only been a couple of weeks. You were on the second weeks, of right? the last episode of uh, Ed's World. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's too far, too long to go without John. You know. A little John in your life. <laughs> well, also, we... I gotta say, I love your new intro music. I, at least I don't know how new it is. I haven't heard it. Uh, I haven't heard this one at least. Kind of reminds me of a Kid Cudi song, <laughs> you know. Well, I don't know. David Wise wrote it in uh, 1992, so that's uh, a little older. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's not exactly <laughs> new. You don't know. You don't recognize that. No. Do you remember the game Donkey Kong Country 2? Not off the top. Oh. It was uh, uh, the Bramble uh, levels from Donkey Kong Country 2. Damn, that is some obscure (laughs) obscure music there. I like it. That's probably why it doesn't trip copyright. Yeah, that makes sense. It's old enough, right? Yeah. It's in like 20 years, something like that. Apparently. Well, we have... We actually got to get uh, keep a move along here because we've got oh, yeah, a ton yeah. to get to here today. Either that, or we're just going to spend ninety minutes talking about Kamala Harris and thirty <laughs> minutes no. talking about other stuff. <laughs> I put that in the notes here, even when uh, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> even when Elaine was going to be on here, I thought for sure, especially her, because I thought for sure she was going to have a lot to t- uh, say about Kamala Harris. As right. teased in the top of the show here, we will be looking at Harris uh, and talking a bit about what's here. Uh, what the analysis is of what she's doing there, why she's there, what they expect to do with this, and plenty of other stuff. Uh, the DNC is starting, and it's actually just maybe an hour over in that direction from me, but I haven't had a chance to get down there and see if Kyle Jurek has burned the city down yet. But we'll talk a bit about <laughs> there and a couple of the speakers that were selected for there. The post office is under fire right now. And 
we don't know what's going to happen with that. Apparently Trump thinks that he's going to shut it down, or at least that's what they try to tell you in the fear porn news. But we'll talk a bit about what's happening there. And I've got a video from everybody's favorite socialist out there talking about how <laughs> to keep it afloat here. So we'll talk a bit about that. Uh, shooting took place outside the White House right before we went live last week. So we'll talk a bit about what happened there. And I've got a video to go along with that as well. Uh, the Durham report is going up through Congress right now. So we'll talk a bit about what's going on with that and what we have seen out of this so far. We actually have a guilty plea coming out of this here. Uh, massive storm ripped through the state of Iowa and part of the storm actually hit the city that I live in and turned tail down to Chicago as well. So we'll talk a bit about what happened there. Mainstream news completely missed a couple of killings this past week, so we'll talk a bit about that on a down note, but we've got a little bit of uh, up note to end the show on here, and I've got some surprise stupidity for you actually here. I'm going to keep going on that theme because we need to do that. It's <clears throat> going to be all of that and more over on the Red and Edge show. Thanks everybody for checking us out live. We are live on YouTube, DLive, Twitch, Periscope, and Facebook, and if you're over on Facebook, Head on over into the live chat in the links above you there because we want to participate in the live chat with you, but we can't see your live chat as uh, you're coming from Facebook. So head on into one of those and we'll come and uh, check you out and converse with you between topics here. And if you can't catch us live, if you just uh, checking in at the beginning or you have to catch up with us at a later date, you can catch us on demand over on YouTube and over on BitChute.com. Or if you'd rather, you can catch us on the audio platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and spotify our newest uh, edition there so go over there check us out in any one of those places it's marked under the red and ed show you'll be able to find us catch up with all of our archives back there go back and check us out and if you're over on itunes leave us that five star rating and a good review that helps us move up the charts it helps us overcome apple's algorithm and hey if you want to help us support great creators and see our backlogs along with the backlogs for the generational gap of which my stand-in co-host is half of, or Stephen Ignoramus, or the Already Conservative, or the Freckles and Brit Show. You can go over there and check all... Oh, and the Breakdown with Birkenhoff, too. You can go, go check all of those out over on freedomscoop.com. It's going to be your one-stop shop for all of your news and commentary needs. Head on over there, check out our website, pick up some of our swag, and help us support great creators. Well... Since you are not the regular co-host here, and we do have some new audience coming in from Elaine's side here, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, as you mentioned already, uh, I'm one half of the Generational Gap podcast. Um, we're pretty awesome. We do kind of the similar thing that uh, Ed here does, but I think we kind of put more of the, like the we put more emphasis on you know just kind of messing around and having fun with it. Um, which some people are into, some people aren't, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's what we do. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I would recommend it. Um, but other than that, uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of a normal dude with a, you know, regular job. Just trying to come out here and, you know, entertain people, I guess. <laughs> well, how did you uh, get along in? How did you guys get into doing that podcast over there? And how did you stumble upon your format? That's an interesting one because you brought up your format for one of the first times since you've been on the show. Uh, yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I've, I've said it a few times on the show, but I'll say it, you know, again, I'm sure you got new people. Mm -hmm. Um, I had been wanting to do a podcast for like three or four years before we even started. And that was already like two years ago. Uh, <clears throat> but I just couldn't never make it really happen. You know, I couldn't get like the equipment together because I, you know, I was pretty broke back then. Um, you know, I couldn't get a co-host. I knew I didn't want to do it on my own. 
Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, looking for someone else who would be as dedicated to doing something like that. Like someone who could make the schedule, you know, and actually follow through on it. So, uh, yeah, then eventually, uh, my roommate's cousin, who is Robert, started coming over at the house uh, you know, more and more often. And uh, we got into some pretty, you know, pretty hot and heavy uh, <laughs> political discussions. And uh, but we were able to not have hard feelings about it. So I approached him one day with, you know, hey, do you want to do a podcast? And to my pleasant surprise, he was all about it. And so that's kind of how that started. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming back and uh, checking us or checking yeah. us out and uh, saving me up at the last minute here. Like I got nine <laughs> yeah, minutes of, of notice to do this. Yeah, but <laughs> it's all going to turn out well. I think you seem yeah. uh, pretty knowledgeable about what's going on here. We do have a little bit to get to onto this here. Checking in, yeah, with try the to live act chat. like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> checking in with a live chat here. We've caught ourselves a wild RRC podcast over here with uh, the flag yeah. and a what's up, gentlemen, over there. So. Thanks for coming over and checking us out here. And then uh, we got a little bit of an insult over here, too. David underscore G underscore L over on Twitch uh, called us soy boys. Well, I don't know of a (laughs) lot of soy boys that have a lot of facial hair like this. (laughs) Usually usually the soy blocks that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's true. I mean, my beard is a lot shorter than it was about a month ago (laughs) or so. I did trim it down, but I mean, look how quickly it grows back in just a month or two. No way. No soy going in here, boys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm kind of doing yeah. the opposite of soy right now because soy is uh, packed with carbs. Oh yeah, I don't know anything about food. Yeah, pretty other much than all, it's delicious. Pretty much all legumes are uh, packed with uh, with carbs. So, mm. but I got a nice porterhouse waiting for me as soon as we get off of this. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm kind of yeah. looking forward to getting through the rest of this. See, year. that's some man shit right right there, yeah. man. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right. Let's get into it here because we've got uh, we've got a bunch to talk about here. But first, we're going to, you know, I could tell you what happened at the beginning of this week. But I'm not going to do it justice. We're going to let the two people that were involved tell you what happened here through a video that uh, that they put out that's, that's totally impromptu. This wasn't scripted or anything here. So let's see what these two people had to say. All right. Hi, 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 hi. Sorry to keep you. That's all right. You ready to go to work? Oh my God. I'm so ready to go to work. First of all, is the answer yes? The answer is absolutely <laughs> yes, Joe. And I am ready to work. I am ready to do this with you, for you. I, I just, I'm just deeply honored and I'm very excited. So that was the phone call there. It was uh, completely not scripted, completely impromptu. She did. She had no idea that this was coming. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So, oh, it's so cringe. Oh, yeah, I can feel it. It's like you know, you know the, <laughs> like someone's poking you right in the back right here. Like, oh, it's just, oh, all right, sorry. <laughs> so, for those of oh. you who are not aware at this point, which are not going to be very many of you, and, uh, <laughs> coming along with this place because all of social media has been alight with this for the last week, ever since Tuesday, uh, Kamala or not Kamala Harris, Joe Biden made his final decision this week, and he is going to be running the Biden Harris ticket coming up into November, which is almost here, and he's he promised us it was going to be before the convention, which started today. So, that's right. Yes. That's what we have here. 
What did you uh, what did you see with that one there? What did I see with that? Yeah, what did um, you see on the news throughout the week on this? Oh, uh, well, I just saw about how great the pick was. Um, mm-hmm. About how she is absolutely not a reprehensible human being that everyone <laughs> should hate. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much what I've been seeing. You know, about how everyone needs to love her, uh, regardless of how much they hated her during the primaries. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, short memory and all that. We're all just <laughs> a bunch of goldfish out here, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much what the news has been about as far as I've seen. So I want to I wanna pick your brain on this here a little bit. And I actually already had this all planned out for my normal co-host off of this. But I, I know you pretty well, too. So I kind of... I know how to where to goad you and where to come in with uh, stuff, where to put things in, where to take things out. But my first question for you is, <laughs> I want you to give me a list of four pros. We're going to do a pros and cons on this here. Give me four pros of Joe Biden picking Kamala Harris. Um, well, one thing is he kept his promise to pick a woman of color mm-hmm. for his uh, VP pick. So he didn't just, you know, renege on that and just go with, uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren or something just absolutely stupid. Uh, two, she's got kind of a kind of a youthful energy to her. So she's not just going to be she's a good like just juxtaposition to Biden's, you know, low energy and low mental capability. Is that a nice uh, way of saying that she's going to outlive him? Uh, no, that was going to be the third. That was going to be my third, uh, bro. <laughs> She's not going to die next week. <laughs> um, yeah. And then as for a fourth, man, um, I don't know. It looks like her Botox settled in nicely. I, I don't know what else. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I still don't know what the hell was going on with that when she did that. Just out of nowhere, she comes in. She looks like one of the demons from the Charmed TV series from back in the 90s. <laughs> you know, not yeah. the demons from the new one that was actually somewhat CGI, but back in the 90s when they just gave them black contacts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, she just didn't have time. Like, it was too, you know, uh, too short notice for her to put on her full human face. <laughs> so some of the lizard features were still kind of poking out. <laughs> Well, I know I gave you a challenge on the uh, on the pros. Give me four cons to go with that. Oh man, okay, one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the easy part. <laughs> yeah, uh, one. She's a cop. Uh, I thought we hated them, right? Uh, yeah, two. She uh, first of all, she hated Biden in the in the uh, primaries, and that's going to get brought up constantly. The hypocrisy between you know how she was responded to him in the primaries and how she's acting about him now. Mm-hmm. That's going to work against her, uh, both of them, in my opinion. Um, what was the one policy with that she had that was uh, she? I mean, she locked up countless, you know, black men for one thing. She was with her tough on crime, yeah, bill, and I think that's going to follow in uh, if she gets into the White House. So, yeah, how many was that? Was that four already? That was three. That was three. Mm-hmm. Shit, why am I blanking on a fourth then? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that's the main thing. I mean, she's just, I don't know, she's, okay, so assuming that Biden does die in the first term, assuming obviously that he gets elected and he dies in the first term, then she's going to be the first woman of color, woman president and first woman of color president that's in there in the White House. But she wouldn't have gotten in through elected election. She would have gotten in by basically appointment, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is going to be really bad for, you know, the left in general 
that it's going to look bad on them, you know, because it's going to show that it's just more about getting someone of the right skin color in there as opposed to because they're right for the job. Well, and that's, I, when I first saw this, I actually got on mm-hmm. the phone with Elaine right away and I said, are, are they trying to lose? Because I don't, I, I don't see a way forward off of this. I don't. See that? That's the thing is, I don't know that they're trying to lose. I don't know that that's going to cause them to lose. Uh, I mean, that was my first like knee-jerk reaction was like, oh, yeah, they're trying to lose. That was a terrible pick. But upon further reflection, I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, she did terribly in the primaries, but that's not important anymore, right? Because the primaries are done. Right. What we're looking at now is, you know, you're going to see a lot of uh, if you don't vote for Biden, then you hate people of color. Um, you know, or, hey, we need a woman, we need a woman. That has, unfortunately, a lot of influence in our culture right now. It could very well work for him. But if we were so important, or if we were so eager to get a woman in there, why wouldn't she be on the top of the ticket? If it was so important to have a woman as president, why doesn't Biden just step down and put her up as the nominee then at that point? Other than the fact that, of course, she couldn't crap uh, 2% in the, uh, any of the primary polls. She never made it to yeah. any of the primary votes. She dropped out in December. Right. Um, no, I mean, I think the reason why they wouldn't do that is... Uh, oh, fuck, I just had it, too. I had a perfect reason. Um no, I mean, it's it's because they tried that last time mm-hmm. with Hillary. You know, they they pushed Hillary, 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 Hillary from the beginning. I mean, do you remember the other two uh, Democratic nominees from 2016 election? Uh, Bernie Sanders and Hillary. There were two more. There were two more. Biden was not. Yeah, he was. Not for long, if any, if anything, because the first uh, Democratic primaries, there were four people. One of them was obviously Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, Lincoln Chaffee, and uh, Martin O'Malley. Okay. Those were the other ones that I remember. Um, maybe Biden was in there for a short time. Maybe but, he forgot he was in. Right, probably. He probably just forgot to show up. <laughs> but my, my point is, though, that no one remembers Lincoln Chaffee or Martin O'Malley. Right? So same thing would have happened with Kamala, which is why they waited to get her in until just now. She was just like, screw it, I'm out. And well, then now, now it doesn't matter because memory has already been refreshed, you know. No, no, I, I am telling you right now. I was, in, I was <laughs> in the 2016 primary. I had the pudding cup. I was going to have the re- revolution, but I decided it was not time <laughs> for the revolution, and I needed to back Hillary instead. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, so it didn't work out with uh, Hillary being first. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, screw it. We're gonna put up. Someone that everyone knows. Remember Obama? Remember before everything was crazy? Here's Biden, you know. And then, oh, yeah, also Kamala on the side over here. We're going to, you know, she's next. <laughs> like, that's what it seems like is going on, at least to me. Now, I do have to ask here, do you think that there is something that's going on behind the scenes with this? I, I hear all kinds of tinfoily stuff about this one here. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's tenfold to suggest that there's definitely, clo- you know, behind the door or closed doors, you know, deals going on mm-hmm. for sure. It's just like, what are they and to what end is, I think, the more important question. You know, what's trying to be accomplished? Obviously, I think they're trying to win the election. I mean, as you know, as any uh, political party is trying to do. Well, but, 
one of the things oh, that's uh, been talked about from the beginning of this is the fact that uh, they keep running down and trying to figure out whether or not Biden is actually going to give the acceptance speech or if he's going to step aside at the convention. Because his acceptance speech is supposed to be on Thursday. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. I don't know if that's going to be possible or not at this point. For him to take, do the acceptance speech? Yeah, or if for he him would to... just step aside and all of a sudden now we have nominee Kamala running against Trump. I know that she keeps... That would be interesting. I know she's got a massive wet spot for going in and uh, debating against Pence right now, but... Yeah, but she can go up against Trump, though, and do you think she could? I, I, I think she can't she debate might... her out of a paper bag. That's the problem. Yeah, well, the, the problem with it is it's not actually a debate. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a, you know, a roast of each other, basically. <laughs> just up there, like, <laughs> like freestyle rap, you know. Um, <laughs> like, you know, it's like, oh, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, well, you're a piece of shit, too. Well, I'm less of a piece of shit. No, you're less, I'm less of a piece of shit. You know, it's just kind of, there's no actual debate going on there, right? There's no debate of ideas. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, you're a racist. Yeah, well, you're, you know, you're a cop. So <laughs> like, it's basically all that's going to be said. Um, yeah, it's just bringing up each other's records and trudging up dirt. It's just, there's no need to have a debate skill to do that job or to debate on a, on that stage at least. Well, that's one of the things too, that comes along with this here. And this, this is the part I can't wrap my head around. It Mm -hmm. is common. I don't know on the left if it's common knowledge or not, whether or not Kamala Harris was a cop. I've seen some progressives come out and pointed out, uh, your average working working man, I don't know if they know or not that she was a cop. I know that they know she was prosecutor. I don't know if they understand what that is. I explained right. that to my mom, who is died in the wool Democrat, votes blue reliably down the ticket no matter what, no matter what. It's the union background for my parents off of that. Right. And she didn't know that. I actually had to sit back to explain that to her with the analogy of Law and Order SVU. I said, okay, you remember Stephanie March's character from SVU? Yeah, that's what Kamala did. <laughs> yeah yeah prosecutors have got to be some of the worst scum out there <laughs> yeah i mean really meanwhile we're sitting on here talking about the fact that uh i mean we're sitting all across the country we see acab all over the place all cops are bastards mm-hmm. chicago is currently going through riots because a guy shot at a cop and they shot him and injured him in chicago we're seeing yeah. riots over that right now, which I might go on another rant about the Ronald McDonald house <laughs> a little bit later. I already did that once. I was pissed when I saw that. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I mean, Portland is under siege right now because federal agents are out there being police officers, and then they pulled the federal agents back, and they still decided they wanted to protest police. There is half of Minneapolis is gone because of the police right now, and now we're sitting here with the guy that wrote the Tough on Crime bill. Yeah. And, and then the, his partner in literal crime, yeah, you know, Kamala's. And, <laughs> and the woman that took adv- full advantage of that. Yeah. It just, it, it makes no sense to me. And I know that there, to be fair to the people on the left, there are a lot of people pissed off about, you know, come up, the pick for Kamala, the pick of Kamala. Mm-hmm. Um, now, a lot of these people don't generally vote, but some of them do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see which way they vote, but... 
Yeah, uh, it's also funny to see all the different people, you know, make a complete 180 on their stance on Kamala. Uh, you know, you saw the, uh, what was it, Stephen King? I, I missed that one. I'm sorry. Oh, was it Sean King? Might be Sean oh, King. Oh, yeah, I, was I saw about. the Sean King one. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's who I was thinking about, not Stephen King. Uh, yeah, Sean King, where he's just like, you know, she's she's like the worst person ever, and, you know, I'll never vote for her, and all that stuff. And then it's like, all right, well, that did it for me. I'm voting Kamala, or I'm voting Biden because of Kamala. It's just like, uh I mean, you can see, you know, how they're pushing, like, narratives. And she, I, I don't know if he's been contacted by somebody or if he just, like, forgot that he hated her. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Or if somebody's controlling his Twitter account and he's locked in a basement somewhere next to Dr. Dre. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I don't know. Every time I hear the name <laughs> Sean King, the the first thing that pops into my head, like, you, you've heard Owen Benjamin's song, the, uh, the Ballad of the Soy Boy, right? I think so, yeah. The start of the second verse. He thinks Sean King is black. Elizabeth Warren's an Indian and Caitlin's a chick. Yeah. <laughs> as, as soon as I hear that name, that's the first thing that pops right back into my head. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's just it's some silly nonsense coming from over there. <laughs> so I don't... I, I, can't, I can't square the circle in my head. I have not been able to ever since I heard the announcement. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, I mean, no, I mean, it makes sense for a normal ticket. Mm-hmm. It would actually make a lot of sense. But in the context of a 2020 election, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like the right choice. But, I mean, then again, I, you know, I outlined the reasons earlier why that might actually help. So maybe they're just gambling on that. I don't know, man. Did you see the latest CNN poll that came out yesterday? No, I, I typically don't look at polls. Yeah, but... <laughs> double-digit lead has gone. It's only a single-digit lead now? Yeah, Biden's still in the lead, but it's that double digits that he had hmm. from CNN on top of it all, from everything else, that double digit is gone. Might be might be a way to like scare people who otherwise wouldn't vote to be like, all right, I guess I'll vote this time because it's so close. You yeah, know? that's possible too because Maybe. in a lot of the swing states, we're down from 8% to 4% in matchups in swing states. Yeah. Yep. So they're just like... Yeah, screw it. We need to make it look not so much like a landslide for Biden. You know, make scare people into voting. Well, okay, I I didn't actually consider that aspect of it, but yeah, you actually could be right because we saw a lot of complacency. There was yeah. zero, count it, zero excitement for <laughs> Hillary Clinton in twenty sixteen. Nobody wanted yeah. to go out and vote for her, and nobody thought that Trump could win. Nobody thought it was possible. Right, I didn't. Th- I was one of those. I didn't think it was going to happen. And I, it's funny, I, I remember Sticks, uh, you know, Six Hexenhammer from like way back when the Republican primaries were first starting. And he's like, no, 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 Trump, I don't think it's a joke. I really think he's trying. Like, I really think he might have a chance. And that was, you know, when there were still 20 people on the stage <laughs> <laughs> and being like, yeah, whatever. He's just running, like, he's probably trying to have a new season of uh, The Apprentice or he's just trying to, you know, maybe he's got a book coming out. I was like, he just wants the publicity. Nope, <laughs> it's not how it happened. So, yeah. So I, I don't want to try and make like a prediction like that and be entirely wrong again. But uh, I just I would say just don't count out Biden no. as a loss. That's all I'm. That's all I'm going to put. You know, that's all I'm going to say. 
I want to address the chat just for one second here to let because yeah. I've I've got a Periscope viewer and I don't usually have that here. So you guys over on uh, D Live Twitch and YouTube, you guys can see the Freckles and Brit show from Periscope, but she can't see you. So if uh, I'm pretty sure that's Brit. Uh, so if Brit uh, doesn't see anything and I've got something that gets uh, directly addressed to her, <laughs> I will point or uh, direct that back to her. Otherwise, Brit, if you want to get on the YouTube or the uh, D Live or the Twitch, they on can the see you from there as well. So. Yeah, I can't figure <laughs> out how to get the restream robot into the uh, Periscope chat. Yeah, I would have no idea. <laughs> I can get it in everything else that's in the DLive, the YouTube, and the uh, and the Twitch, but I can't figure out how to get it in the Periscope chat. But yeah, I just didn't want uh, uh, Britt to think that everyone was ignoring her. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah, we see you. Yeah. So that <laughs> is, that's what I have in Kamala at this point here that wasn't what I addressed in... 75 minutes on tuesday night because i didn't ed talk on this as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we uh we got some good conversation i had a really good uh crowd in there that night as well steven came in and brought a bunch of his friends in there too and we had a good conversation nice. about this and that was just that was at the initial shock of it all right yeah yeah um i mean i guess it wasn't surprised but it's not who i would have thought would have been picked yeah. but as soon as she got picked, I was like, okay, that makes sense. I don't know. I wasn't like super surprised by it. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens throughout the week here. We do have some news to talk about from the DNC, as long as they're going out there and they're making their announcement. First off, Biden is not going to be there, which means that for two years in a row, a presidential candidate from the Democrat side is not going to visit my home state of Wisconsin. Hmm. For two cycles in a row. Because Hillary never claimed, came here either. Well, she didn't need to. You oh, already yeah, she knew had better. It yeah, you already knew better. <laughs> you knew to vote, who to vote for, or else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, for the most part, Biden is just campaigning from Delaware. He is. He made the announcement he's not coming to Milwaukee because of COVID concerns, supposedly. Right. But a lot of other people are showing up there. This is going to be a virtual convention, which means there are going to be some people here. Most of the delegates are not coming to Wisconsin either. Uh, you're probably, I believe it's going to be about 300 delegates will be here in person voting. Everyone else will be voting remotely, so it'll be slightly more accurate than American fucking idol. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> well, you can we're... still vote as many times as you want. You know, uh, Data charges may apply. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, those new headstones that they have, right? So that basically like a, a, a ballot box, you know, so dead people can vote too. Oh. It only has one box. Yeah. Oh, that's where you're going with that one. Yeah, yeah. It's only got one box though. You can only vote Democrat. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with that. Yeah, someone just comes by and, you know, just checks it off for you. All right. So <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a choice on this one because I want to talk about two speakers in particular that were mentioned on the news this past week. Do you want the serious one or do you want the funny one first? Oh, let's always go serious first. You always want to end funny, I think, All right. in my opinion, at least. So, from CNN, Andrew Yang says he will speak at the Democratic Convention after expressing surprise at not being asked. From Veronica Strackwilarsi, former Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang said Thursday he was added to the Democrat National Convention's list of speakers after he expressed disappointment earlier this week with not being invited to address the event. And it's official. We've been added to the DNC convention speaker lineup, Yang wrote on Twitter, thanking his devoted followers known as the Yang Gang, the people that wear the funny blue hats. 
<laughs> he confirmed in a separate tweet that his speech is slated for around 9 p.m. Eastern time next Thursday, the fourth and final night of the DNC. No confirmation as to how much whipped cream in a can is going to be coming to the event. <laughs> Just know that it'll be enough. <laughs> that information is actually classified. Just know <laughs> it'll be enough. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on uh, Yang coming up and uh, speaking at this event? I mean, he's one of the he's one of those uh, candidates that I didn't really have a problem with too much, you know. I, like he was probably the least of all the evil that was up there, other than uh, you know Coconut Mommy, of course. Uh, those two, I would not have minded if either of them had gotten the uh, nomination, mm-hmm. but of course they were the two that were least likely to get it because of how you know measured and moderate they were and how they actually had you know, ideas and <laughs> policy and such. So, you know, because of that, they didn't send a chance. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Yang's all right. I don't have, I don't have a huge issue with him. Obviously I disagree on the policy positions that I would normally disagree with, but he does seem like the kind of person you can go up to and be like, Hey, can you expand on this idea? And, mm-hmm. you know, can we, can we kind of talk about it and yeah. get to the bottom of the issue? Like he would seems like that type of person. Yeah, honestly, I could, I could see Andrew Yang as an executive. Yeah. He'd run I mean, our country he? into the ground in, a, in a, <laughs> one presidential term, but he could he would be presidential while doing it. Yeah. He wouldn't be tweeting at 2 a.m. from the crapper. <laughs> hey, you know, you got to take all the time you can. <laughs> you know. No, this is my time. This is where I'm going to tweet from. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I always loved the fact that Yang... Had the pin on. His campaign slogan was Make America Think Harder with the acronym MANTH, and he always had the yeah. pin on for that. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he, he had a lot of excitement behind him, too. Math was clearly not his strong suit. Because <laughs> I've run the numbers on his UBI proposal numerous times, and there was no way to make any of that work. None. As yeah. much as they tried to say, well, the progressive wealth tax and this tax, and that, yeah, tax people more, and they're going to stop creating yeah they're gonna say no we're sorry we're done we can't take any more profit right now we can't take any more you know or he just says okay well i don't i just don't take my my salary you know until the next quarter or whenever the next time he has to pay taxes you know never mind there's always a way around it there's always a way a loophole or something no matter how hard you try to close them there's always some way to gain the system never mind the fact and this was the one that drove me nuts and you know landlords you rent. Mm-hmm. I rent. What do you think happens when that landlord knows that you have a guaranteed thousand dollars every month? That's been that was my argument to Robert, yeah. uh, my co-host. For those who don't know, uh, that was that was always my argument against it. Was you know yeah they they know that the the new zero is one thousand. That's the new zero dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, during that time. And so, yeah, they know you're coming in with $1,000. So they're like, okay, I'll just make it $2,200 instead of $1,200 <laughs> for your rent. Yeah. You know, it's the same amount that you're paying out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. But now he just gets your extra $1,000 a month. Mm-hmm. And that does nothing for you now except for drive up the prices of everything. And now you can afford even less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it's a vicious yeah. cycle. Yeah. I understand what he was trying to do and he was trying to dump some of the welfare system out of this. And I respect that. But it's just not the right way to yeah, go that about wasn't, it. No, it wasn't the way to go about it. But you know who else is going to be speaking there for a very, very long time? One, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, but shit. 
And this is the good one here. I will read the headline verbatim from Fox News. AOC posts poem after to uh, being told she'll get one minute to speak at the Democratic Convention. They are giving her 60 seconds to speak <laughs> at the DNC. I saw this on Contemporary, and I laughed my that ass off. That is hilarious. <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, yes, you get to go to pat her on the top <laughs> of the head. You know, yes, you, you get to go to we'll put your speech on the, uh, on the refrigerator afterwards. You know? <laughs> 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 oh, man, that's what, what do you even say in 60 seconds? Well, yeah, I mean, she can't like, get that, that airheaded drawl out in 60 seconds. <laughs> right i mean maybe that's the plan obviously <laughs> to like all right you have 60 seconds to not embarrass us go <laughs> and she's like i can't do it <laughs> so oh, she quoted from the poem god's minute from late civil rights leader dr benjamin e mays whose poem was a commentary on the brevity of light or life rather and i will read what she uh what she posted on twitter to protest the fact that she was only getting a all minute right. all right you got 60 seconds go I only have a minute, 60 seconds in it. Forced upon me, I did not choose it, but I know that I must use it. Give account if I abuse it, suffer if I lose it. Only a tiny little minute, but eternity is in it. That's what she put on Twitter. Wow. Sounds like, uh, you know, someone's got a future in poetry. <laughs> I don't know. Well, if she, got, she has a future in poetry, it's plagiarized. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, you know how the left act, right? They yeah. can't create things themselves. <laughs> you can only take things that already exist and destroy them. Ah, oh, this was... Yeah. <laughs> Got 60 seconds. Have fun. <laughs> She'd be better off making a martini. Or one of those rows of shots, Probably. you know, how they put the row up there and then they take the shaker and... Oh, the, the yeah. flight? Yeah, making a flight. Hell yeah. yeah. She'd be better she off doing that, do that in 60 seconds. She could probably do that in less than 60 seconds. I don't know. I mean, if I can make a Long Island iced tea in 17 seconds, pretty sure she could do that in like 60. Where the fuck was this when I was in Florida? I didn't see any Long Island iced teas <laughs> coming out in 60 seconds. I didn't have the ingredients, seconds. man. I didn't have the ingredients. We were at the Publix. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hang on. So we're going to do this right now. All right. Ready? Are you going to you, buy the vodka, the gin, the tequila, the triple sec, the rum? Like, you're going to buy all that? And then the sweet and sour mix and then the Coca-Cola? You buy all that stuff. I'll make you all the Long Island iced teas you want. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's five different alcohols. That's I mean, that's going to be well over $100 just for, like, well, shitty alcohol. Remind me. Have a good time. Come up here sometime and remind me that we have to go over to Ron's in Kenosha at some point. We will take the hour and a half drive to go over there. Down. Because they make, they have 23 different flavors of Long Island iced tea. My cousin's Damn. gone through the tour. He's done all of them. That's insane. That's yeah. a lot of flavors. I didn't know there were that many. I knew there were a few variations, but I didn't yeah. know there were like that many. 23 flavors. That's insane. <laughs> I've only been through half the tour myself because I'm not big on berry flavor. Yeah. I like the uh, the blue Long Island with the blue Curacao instead, but like it's such a chit drink that, <laughs> you know, I, I can't have it around my friends. <laughs> you know how friends are, you know. What are you, Gary? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's what I have on AOC. What do you have on, <laughs> what do you have on that one there? 
Um, I think it's hilarious that they're just kind of like, yes, you're part of it too. Like they're just so <laughs> condescending. <laughs> like, like, oh, who's who's gonna get up there and give a speech? You are, yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. I have one more here, and then we'll take a chat break here and talk to everybody that's uh, been horribly neglected in there. But I want to talk just a bit about yeah. uh, the post office here before we get, because that's been the big battle coming up this week. Now, I'm going to read from Vice, which I don't normally do because, well, it's Vice, and it's they Vice. blow. <laughs> they didn't always blow. That's so unfortunate. Yeah. They used to be good. Yeah, back when they had a, a certain Asian man that uh, wore a beanie working for them. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Uh, inter internal USPS documents outline plans to hobble mail sorting. The U.S. Postal Service proposed removing 20% of letter sorting machines it uses around the country before revising the plan weeks later to closer to 15% of the machines, meaning 502 will be taken out of service, according to documents obtained by Motherboard. Outlining the agency's plans, USPS workers told Motherboard that this will slow their ability to sort mail. So what came out of this here? And this was... Uh, this was a branch out of a number of different stories. Like, there were three or four stories that went along with this. Uh, what we're seeing up out of this is the fact that uh, before LaJoy became the new uh, uh, Postmaster General up of this, there were already plans to start cleaning out some of the machinery from the post office. And we started to see... This, was, this blew up over the weekend. This started probably on Thursday. They started talking about this, but this really blew up over Saturday and Sunday. And one of the problems with this, of course, is the fact that, uh, I mean, nobody gets mail anymore. Yeah. What do you get for mail right now, honestly? Government stuff. That's about it. Really? I don't I even get, get the, that. Um, well, I mean, I, I got the stimulus check uh, in the mail. I got uh, my, uh, my voter registration card. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Just that and, like, junk mail. Yeah. Well, and that's the majority of it, and I'm pointing this out this morning because yeah. I read about this this morning on Contemporary too. The majority of what we used to get in the mail used to get your cable bill, your oh, light yeah. bill, oh my god, Gross. your water bill if you did if you uh, if you paid for the water. Yeah, you got all that through the mail. You usually got a bank statement or two. I yeah, none of that anymore. We do all of that digitally at this point. Yeah, or. Here's another one here, and this was something we actually talked about in social problems class my senior year of high school forever and a half ago. <laughs> we, we pointed out already, in 2002, we were already pointing out the fact that the internet was crippling the post office. The post office was running in the red as early as 2002 and probably before that, and they had been for quite a while before, because, and they were talking already at the time of trying to have the government put a tax on email. What? Yeah, at the time, a in the early 2000s, they wanted to have tax on email, email because that would help support the post office. Wow. So it would be like three cents per email that you sent. Right, but there's, they're a private organization, right? Meanwhile, they're, you know, <laughs> we're making laws, or attempting at least, to make laws to prop them up. Mm -hmm. That's such a dumb argument when people say that. But yeah, that's a, an email tax would be absolutely ridiculous. I'm so glad that didn't happen. <laughs> you want to talk about theft man yeah exactly holy shit 
But that was that was one of the suggestions that was, was consistently coming up in the early 2000s because mm-hmm. the post office was already running in the red. Now, you know, you pick up your phone, you've got your uh, your bank, it's you've got an app on your phone for that. Yeah, you've got one for the credit card. They no longer have to send you a bill. I've never received a paper credit card bill, and I've had credit cards for three years. I've I've never only received once... I've received my card in the mail. Yeah, that's that's it. it. They'll send that's you it. the card. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I've never made it. the only piece of mail that I have from the bank that owns my truck was the initial declaration that they own my truck. I've never had that <laughs> bill ever in paper form. Right. I've never had a cable bill in paper form. Everything that I do is paperless. Yeah, as much as possible. So I have flyers, coupons. Oh my God, people, you don't even have to do that with paper anymore. I mean, there's like Groupon and, uh, you know, any, any kind of thing. You can go online and search coupon for this, and then it'll pop up and you can just throw that into the cart, you know, yeah. for whatever you're trying to buy. But regardless of what we all do with the mail, I mean, the post office is a dying industry. It's yeah. That's just technology has made it obsolete. But now well, not only my... that, but the success of the private companies like FedEx and UPS, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and UPS. And I guess, uh, what, DHS or something, DHL? DHL, yeah. DHL, yeah. If anybody remembers what that is anymore. Nope. (laughs) I just know it's a yellow truck. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Britt remembers the email tax thing, but she's actually, like, what, what are you, one year older than me, Britt? Or two? Jeez, you don't talk about a lady's age, Ed. Jeez. She said it on my show, right (laughs) on the open. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean... Regardless on that, yeah, it's this has been a dying industry for a while, and it was further exacerbated by the fact that they got fucked royally from the deal that they made with Amazon. Because they're paying mm. all kinds of overtime to deliver on Sunday for Amazon, and that's all they do is deliver on Sunday for Amazon. They don't deliver on Sunday for anything else. Yeah. And they are getting raked over the coals on the shipping costs for their... Well, the funny thing is, because uh, I actually worked for UPS for a short time. Uh, this was like six, seven years ago. Uh, that's why I don't mind saying that I worked for them, because what are they going to do now, fire me? Um, but uh, but we no, we actually had a whole section for receiving, sorting, and distributing from the USPS. Mm-hmm. Like They had a deal with the USPS to for, for UPS to deliver their parcels. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so they're already doing like half the work for the USPS. I mean, who's to say they can't just do that job? You know what's weird is uh, up around here, we actually have the opposite. Yeah, and, you mentioned that earlier. That's why I thought it was strange. And in, in some of the more rural areas around here, uh, the USPS will actually do the final distribution for UPS packages. Here they'll come to the door, but like when I live way out in the country... Mm-hmm. The USPS took all the UPS and FedEx stuff out to its final that makes destination. Sense. That makes sense because they're going there anyway. Mm-hmm. So they just, you know, UPS does them a couple bucks and they'll take their. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, the mail services. But of course, now they're going to use this because they know that this is happening and nobody has a timeline anymore and nobody can look back and see that DeJoy was not even installed when they started to break this all down. Well, this is an attack mm-hmm. on mail and voting. <laughs> yeah i think you were on one of my early shows too when we talked about postal banking i think it was you that we talked about that way back that doesn't that doesn't sound like me i don't know uh, maybe 
Maybe it was. I don't know. I have no idea. Because remember, uh, Kirsten <laughs> Gillibrand, uh, right before she went into the presidency, proposed the postal banking bill in the Senate. And Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez co-sponsored it for the House because they hmm. wanted to expand the services of the post office to include personal banking. Yeah. Which sounds like a wonderful idea, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. I, w- I would love for that to happen, guys. <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah, no, let's get let's get the government out of government. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. <laughs> well, let's get the government out of everything, including itself. And the post office, just because of uh, uh, Gillibrand and AOC coming up in onto this, first off, I've seen what the, the government did with Social Security. I am not putting a deposit account into the post office. Fuck that. Hell no. I have a bad enough time with my bank. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bad enough time handing it over. Like, ah, <laughs> but it's mine. You might lose it. Ah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. But trying to save the post office that's been running in the red for a long time has been a has been a big pet project for these people. And, of course, now they want to come out and say, well, this is just because they want to prevent the mail-in voting. Yeah. Uh, according to the articles that I read this morning, and I read two or three of them this morning on the subject, the uh, Postal Service has promised, and they're not passing a bill on this at this point, uh, Pelosi is actually calling Congress into session so they can try and pass a bill to keep it, but uh, just on their own volition, they're not scuttling any more of the mail sorting machines right now until after the election. Because they know they're going to get an influx of it, they know it's going to happen. Yeah. But... Uh, Everybody's favorite socialist did have another idea on how to <laughs> save the postal system. And I thought this was quite entertaining. So let's uh, let's have a listen to what AOC has to say about this one here. This is going to be an AOC-heavy episode, but hey, every once in a while you got to do something like that. I guess so, yeah. Hello, everyone. I have been thinking about ways to help you help yeah. the post office and I think I've got an idea and I'm interested in hearing your thoughts. So one of the best ways to support the post office is to buy stamps. What do you all think? Would you guys be down and excited if I set up a national progressive pen pal program, um, do all the work of connecting you to somebody else, we would offer maybe some conversation prompts or postcard prompts, and even like a printable postcard format. You just send it out. Uh, would you guys be down? Do you like that idea? <laughs> I'm down. She sold me. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Could you imagine like, oh yeah, I've got a pen pal that I write to once a month because that's how long it takes for me to get a response. Holy shit. Especially when we have so many things on the internet that does that instantly. I mean, I like, can pull up my phone and do the same thing that this pen pal program does for you in Orlando in three different ways, and you have it in right. ten seconds. Even without my phone number, you don't even. Yeah, I mean, you have my phone number. You yeah. don't need it. You could contact me in what? Yeah, like three different ways off the top of my head. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy shit, that is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys excited to buy stamps? Oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait to go out and buy stamps. <laughs> oh god, that was that was good. Now tell me that wasn't the surprise stupidity. Tell me no, I've got worse. I have oh worse. fuck yeah! I'm so excited about it. 
Because holy <laughs> shit, that was good. <laughs> oh, <sighs> pen pals. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what you do, right? People well, do that now. That is what I have on the post office here. I'm going <laughs> to catch us up with the live chat. Well, actually, real quick, though, did you see that uh, Trump actually tweeted out earlier today, save the post office? No, I missed normal, that. like all caps? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said, he said uh, save the post office. So the whole thing is about how he's trying to stop, uh, <laughs> you know, he's, tr- he's trying to stop mail-in voting, but now he's like, save the post office. And then uh, someone that I follow on YouTube retweeted it. That's how I saw it, because of the retweet. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, Ferengi rules of acquisition number 76. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that one off the top? Because I, I didn't. I had to look it up. No, I would have to look that one up too. Yeah, it was just uh, every once in a while, declare peace. It confuses the hell out of your, your enemies. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was funny though. They're going to have a field day with that tweet. You watch. By the end of, by the end of tonight, there's going to be a couple of headlines out there. You know, I actually almost bought a poster with all of the rules of acquisition on it, and I didn't. And I'm kicking myself been, in the ass. Yeah, that would have been cool, man. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. It is. <laughs> no one's going to make fun of you. They're be like, oh, cool, man, Star Trek. Uh, you want to catch us up with a little bit of live chat here? You got it up, right? Yeah, I've got it up. Uh, catch us up with a little bit of that here. I want to set up a couple new, th- uh, couple things for the next uh, segment. All right. Uh, do you know where we stopped? Uh, it was pretty early exactly on because I, all I had was a RRC podcast oh, and David underscore oh, GL. Shit. So we got a lot going on then. Uh, That's good because we were suppressed last week. Really hard. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, let's see. What is that? Humongous Dumpling. Great name. <laughs> uh, well, Trump as an alpha white male multimillionaire didn't need much diversity. Yeah, that's true. Seawall. Uh, What's up, Seawall? Kamala has one of the furthest left senators we have. She votes almost in line with Bernie, I imagine. But standard uh, seawall typo there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me scroll a little bit more. Sorry, guys. I'm going to scroll to more recently relevant things. Uh, Nephilim Ninja asks, yikes, what happened to Elaine? Uh, uh, how dare Elaine you? Had just, a, because, uh... just because I grew a beard and dyed my hair does not mean that I'm not Elaine anymore. <laughs> That's very messed up. No, no, sorry, go ahead. Uh, about uh, 3.30 local time, Elaine texted me and said that she had a meeting to, uh, to deal with. Uh, as everybody knows, she is comms director for the Joe Jorgensen campaign. And they, I'm guessing because of the Kamala Harris stuff, they've got a bunch of stuff happening this week. So, yeah, I got the uh, notification about two hours before that I needed to go find a different co-host. So our thoughts <laughs> are with her in her busyness right now. And she uh, did tell me to make sure that... Uh, I thank you for her as well. So she says thank oh, you. Well, well, she's welcome. Um, I, I was going to try and think of a smart-ass thing to say, but she doesn't really, really know me, so I was like, all right, you know what? Like, yeah. Let me just be nice for once. Um, let's see what else we have here. Uh, see what else is Yang is getting a pity-speaking role? <laughs> Possibly. Uh, also, I mean, I don't know. He's someone, someone I would want up speaking if I had a whole group of people speaking. He can do it fairly well. He's, you know, he's not going to say anything ridiculous. So, you know, he's pretty safe, I think, to have up there. Uh, let's see. Da-da-da. Yang is a nice guy that could ruin the country. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, Freckles and Brit show. Um, John is a fig confirmed. Uh, yeah, that was confirmed earlier. Let's see. What else we have? 
Yang was too cheap. Uh, wow, Freckles and Brit all over the uh, the chat. Yang is from a leftist business culture. They espouse leftist values but take full advantage of GOP. Yeah, um, that's it's really interesting how successful like leftist companies are, especially because they're really good at you know using the same tax loopholes that uh, they demonize everyone else for using. Oh, um, uh, Britt, as long as you're in the chat there, uh, make sure you go check out the um, the Freedom <clears throat> Scoop uh, chat that I sent you over there because we've been talking <laughs> about uh, this election thing coming up. So head on over there and uh, get some way in on that if you can. And speaking of Britt, she also says that she's 38 and she's not a lady. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> you, you present feminine, at least. I don't, know, I don't know how you identify, but you at least present feminine. Um, that make, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't think so. I think she'll get it. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. She's I always worry about cool that when I, <laughs> I always worry about that when I like, you know, do a little jab at somebody. It's like, you know, I'm just messing around. I'm not serious. I promise. <laughs> um, let's see. Burbank. Oh, here we go. Hang on. Uh, humongous dumpling. They do it in the UK, but accounts are limited to 10K. Everyone stashes dodgy money in there as you don't pay tax on the interest you accrue, which is how they trace dodgy stash. I don't know what the last word was supposed to be, but uh, I assume he's talking about the doing a bank account with the Postal Service, I think is what he's referring to there. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Uh, let's see, pen pals to save the USPS. Yeah, yeah. See, well, Discord, email, Twitter. Yeah, even email, which is slower now. That's like probably the slowest form of online communication possible these days. Just because you know, not everyone checks their email all the time, unless they have some kind of business or you know, business account or whatever. Uh, Midget B says, "Oi, sub cunts or oh, sub cants." Sorry. Oh, we got ourselves uh, a Midget B. We do have a midget bee. Uh, guys, I'm setting up a horse and buggy program. Are you ready to invest? <laughs> you got it, Nephilim. I'm actually down, man. Sea uh, Wallace says, nerd culture isn't mainstream. Faux nerd, nerd culture is. Normies, get out, re. Sea <laughs> Wall type OTM. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Harvey McLeod says, this election thing, lol. Uh Let's see faux nerd culture like big bang theory yeah uh which a power referred to as nerd blackface and i'm inclined <laughs> to agree yeah oh that's fair enough that's fair enough <laughs> that is yeah that's that's fair enough <laughs> surely you mean biden blacking up <laughs> yeah you should yeah, reach out to I, harvey and uh see if you can pick her up for friday i don't know what you've still got scheduled for off of that but oh uh, yeah yeah we're actually uh, robert and i are supposed to meet tonight after the show to come up with the schedule so that we can tell people what times they're showing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got a message Britt and uh, Jessica later to tell them what time they're showing up. I mentioned, but yeah. Um, I mentioned to Harvey her after McLeod, the, uh, absolutely. the interview last week. I mentioned it to her. She seemed interested. So um, I'm not sure if I follow her on Twitter. Maybe uh, it would be really but, hard for uh, you to follow her on Twitter because she doesn't have one. Well, that would, yeah, then I guess I don't. <laughs> <laughs> She's in my Discord. You can uh, reach okay. out to her there. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you a message, uh, Harvey, so long as you you know, you know want to be on our charity stream. It's going to be fun. 
<laughs> All right, we've got a bunch more to get to here. Thanks everybody for uh, who chatted along with us. And after or during the next chat break, I will hit the D Live chest for you guys. So, if you guys want D Live bucks, head on over and find that yellow mask and head on over there. But Hell we've got yeah. some other stuff to go and pick up onto this here. First and foremost, I've got a video from uh, to play once again because I love doing this, and then a little bit uh, article to talk to off of this. Actually, I want to introduce this before we get into this. So let me pull the article up here. NPR writes, shooting outside White House interrupts Trump briefing. And this happened like 20 minutes before I started the Zoom call last week for Elaine. So yeah. this was like breaking right then. And we talked a little bit about this at the time, just a little bit of what happened and uh, what the news was at this point. Now we actually have a little bit of information to go with this. Uh, this was updated at 11.28 p.m. Eastern Time uh, on August 10th which was well after we were off the air. A shooting outside the White House on Monday briefly overtook President Trump's daily news conference, leading Secret Service to call the president away from the briefing room lectern. Later, the Secret Service said a uniformed Secret Service officer had shot a 51-year-old man who said he had a gun and pointed an object at the officer crouching in a shooter's stance. The officer fired his weapon, striking the man in the torso. The suspect and officer were both taken to hospitals, but the Secret Service statement doesn't specify why the officer was taken. The incident took place at 17th Street and Pennsylvania Avenue near the White House complex. These statements said the Secret Service Office of the Professional Responsibility will review the officer's actions and Washington, D.C.'s police department was contacted to investigate. Just a few minutes into Trump's late afternoon press briefing, a Secret Service agent told the president he needed to leave the room and the doors to the briefing room were locked with all of the members of the media inside. And Jim Acosta said, hey, why are we locked inside? Look over here. I'm Jim Acosta. Look at me. Look <laughs> over here. <laughs> Minutes later, Trump returned to the lectern in which he was asked a question, and I got live feed of that question here, which we will listen to right now. It'll take us about 20 seconds to hear, so let's get that over here and have a listen to the most Trumpy thing that possibly could be. <laughs> If I can pick the right scene to do this. It might not have had anything to do with me. It might have been something else. But uh, it was on the outside of the premises. The wall, the, uh, the as you know, the fencing, especially the new fencing that they put up is uh, very powerful. Uh, but it was on the outside of the White House. Okay? And they'll have a full report. Secret Service, in a little while, will have a full report. Are you rattled by this at all, Mr. President? I don't know. Do I seem rattled? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> I don't know. Do I see him rattled? Yeah. Like, he was just like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and possibly the most Trumpy response you yeah. could possibly put onto something like this. We it's got a big, it. powerful wall. Like, <laughs> the new fencing, the best fencing. Yeah. It's actually the same fencing as the border wall. <laughs> we just had extra pieces laying around. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you know about the situation so far out of what I've already read? Um, that's about the extent of my knowledge on it as well. Uh, what's funny is I actually, I messaged, uh, our, our buddy Steven, cause you know, he's like in the area Yeah. and I was like, Hey, did you hear about this? And it was like 20 minutes after the first article that I saw went out and he's like, what? <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> yeah, and then he, he did a stream on it. So like, I guess I kind of gave him the scoop, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was crazy when I first saw it, I was like, Oh shit. Some, you know. Some leftist fucked around and found out. <laughs> at this point, I have no idea who this guy was or what he was doing there. Why, you know, 
well, he did what he did. Yeah, this whole thing I do have to say this buried thing. in a hurry. Yeah, it's weird, right? It must be because it wasn't politically motivated that it was just like, <laughs> all right, well, it's not news. But I do have to say that Secret Service guy, that's a good shot, you know? I mean, how far away was he? And hit him in the torso, presumably with a handgun. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, shout out to that guy <laughs> being proficient. <laughs> like, um, so, yeah, that, that story got buried up and scooped up in a hurry with the whole announcement of uh, the vice presidential thing going on here, which, like you said, probably means that uh, they couldn't make the narrative out of this at some point or another. But, yeah, the president had to actually get up and say, oh, well, something happened here and we got to address it. So Yeah, he should be like, I know as much as you guys do. Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I was busy. <laughs> you guys know I was here. Like, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. Would have been great. Like, I don't know. I have the same information you do. <laughs> write, write your story on that. <laughs> All uh, right. But that's what I have on that there. I knew that was going to be a quick little hitter here because the news didn't yeah. give us much information off of this here. What have you seen off this Durham investigation this week? Anything at all? No, not really. Um, I mean, I, and Robert gets on my case about this all the time where I don't really look at news. I look at the reaction to news instead. Um, I think it's a better way of... Oh, okay, yeah, I had an autoplay playing. hit there. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Gotcha. I thought I was just talking out of turn. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like I, pr I prefer the reaction to news than to actually reading the news itself. Because uh, that, that's how you get to see the narratives that are being pushed. Like, even if you read the article, you know, you can be like, all right, yeah, that's kind of the narrative, but it's it's how it's being taken and then how it's being run with by everyone else, mostly blue check marks, but by anyone. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I think about blue check marks. And it's all but it's just insane how it's all the same script. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there'll be a few words changed, but usually it's the exact same words every time. And it's it's spooky, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's spooky how that happens. Well, and that's that's absolutely the point, too. And I'll talk a bit about what I read this morning on Contemporary because I, I'm not going to read the rebuttal article, but I'm going to talk a bit about what happened in the article I read from The Hill this morning. But uh, from the Daily Wire, ex-FBI lawyer to plead guilty in Durham criminal investigation for allegedly falsifying evidence. From Ryan Saavedra over at the Daily Wire, a former FBI lawyer will reportedly plead guilty to falsifying documents that FBI officials used to renew FISA warrants that were used to surveil the Trump campaign in 2016. The New York Times reported that the lawyer, Kevin Kleinsmith, who was assigned to the Russia investigation, plans to admit that he altered an email from the CIA investigators relied on to seek renewed court permission in 2017 for a secret wiretap on the former Trump campaign advisor, Carter Page, who had at times provided information to the spy agency. And you know, as well as I do, what the first thing that they said, because he, basically he's pleading guilty, copying to a line to the FBI charge at this point. What's What do you think the first thing that they had to say about this one was? Uh, that he's lying and it's just What fake? about Michael Flynn? Oh, what about Michael Flynn, yeah. What, what about Michael Flynn, though? Which, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to give this, and I said this this morning, too, and that was the first thing that The Hill came up and said, too, is, well, the everybody's slamming the FBI right now for arresting this guy when Michael Flynn walked scot-free for the same charge. I will play level with Kevin Kleinsmith on this one. Mm -hmm. If it comes out that the FBI railroaded him and threatened his family in order to get him to come out and cop to this charge, then let his fucking ass out of prison. 
But if he actually did the crime and he wasn't just trying to protect a family member, then he can sit in federal prison for a couple of days and think about what he did. Or a couple of years rather than think about what he did. But yeah, if they use the same tactic, absolutely fucking lootly let him out. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. play this partisan fair, fair. bullshit. No. I mean, there's, the only partisan is whether you're, you know, for government or against it. Mm-hmm. That's the only partisan is, uh, partisanism that there needs to be, yeah. you know. I don't know. Did you? Maybe I'm just. Did you being see my a new Twitter profile today? I did. Yeah. I finally yeah, got sick so of people thinking I was a conservative. So. Yeah, well, actually, it doesn't matter. I changed it. They're still going to consider you a conservative. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, anybody who is least... for a big state. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of conservatives who are for a big state too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's why I changed. Well, for those who don't know, my old Twitter profile said center conservative uh, novelist. And I had a lot of people jump down my throat and say, well, you're just a Trump fucking baby. And fuck you, and <laughs> you, you just want to see Orange Man. So, And I, I left it there for a while because I saw their heads explode. Even after I gave up on the GOP, I loved watching their heads <laughs> explode from it. But Oh, yeah. It's I, always fun. I got sick of it today, and I said, you know what? I'm not a conservative. I'm a federalist. Conservatives want conservative power in big government, and I'm not all for that. Let's get the Tenth Amendment back up here. So I changed it today. Yeah. And their heads are still yeah. going to explode, but... <laughs> How dare you want the Tenth Amendment to be yeah. followed? God, you're such a jerk. <laughs> Unless it works in our favor. Right, yeah, yeah, then it's fine. Uh, that, that's what I mean about the partisan stuff, because, I mean, yeah, the Republicans ignore the Tenth Amendment just as much as the Democrats do. Like, it, it's just about... This, how about we just stop and just... Follow, everyone follow the Tenth Amendment, or we just get rid of the whole thing. I mean, I don't know. I know by the whole thing, I mean like the whole government, <laughs> not <laughs> the, not just not the Constitution. As long as there's a government, there needs to be the Constitution. Well, uh, speaking of the government and the government investigating itself, uh, McFarland says FBI Director Christopher Wray, James Comey are in big trouble. So we've got more brewing over on some of these big alphabet agencies. And my senator, Ron Johnson, actually was the one that was leading the charge on this. Uh, This past Thursday, Ron Johnson put out a series of subpoenas for documents relating to the Steele dossier that have been covered up and classified in the FBI at this point. Just a brief read from Fox News here. FBI Director Christopher Wray and former FBI Director James Comey are both in big trouble. Former Deputy National Security Advisor KT McFarland told America's Newsroom on Monday. McFarland responded to the state or Senate Homeland Security Chairman Ron Johnson issuing the first subpoena to the FBI and Ray as it reviews the origins of the Russia investigation. Says she believes they're also looking at the Mueller investigation in addition to potential wrongdoings or incompetence at the FBI. Now, my big question on all of this here, because this is also going to be coming up here, is do you think that this is all going to come? Now, Barr's come out and said that this he's not going to change his schedule because of the election. But do you think a lot of this comes out before the election happens? Oh, yeah. I mean, of course. Of course a lot of it's going to come out. I mean, that's the whole point in doing any of this stuff is it, no one would care if it wasn't an election year. <laughs> and I don't, what I mean is, like, obviously you and I would care, but I mean, like, yeah. you know, the government, anyone in the government would not give a shit unless it was an election year and they could use it against someone. So that's that's at least my thought on that. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just cynical. Who knows? Well, I mean, I really want to see what's in these documents. I absolutely do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent I do. But will we be able to see an unredacted version, you think? No. God, no. Yeah. Hell no. 
So then it's useless. As soon as there's something's redacted, it's the whole thing is pretty much useless. Just like everything else in the government. Pretty much useless. Yep. But, oh, but but Ed, they make robes. <laughs> <laughs> you're so you say roads are useless? <laughs> well, I've got a four wheel drive, so they're yeah. useful, but I can get by without them. I got my Escalegs. I'm all good on that. <laughs> make my own path. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I mean, man. just to see some of the stuff out of here and see the government held responsible, and this has been one of the hardest things I've railed on from the beginning of the Russia investigation, from the Kavanaugh hearings, from everything else that we've seen come out of the government go against <laughs> people who were, by all intents and purposes at the time, private citizens, or even what they're doing to the president. He's not really a private citizen, but what they're doing to him at this point. The Fourth and the Fifth Amendment are, and the Sixth, for all intents and purposes, are right out the window at this point. For all these people that are trying to come up into, Michael Flynn, he didn't get Fourth, Fifth, Sixth Amendment protections. He said, you yeah. plead guilty or we're going after your kid. Kavanaugh, they drug him out. It's not a oh, trial, yeah. it's a job interview, and they put him on trial for something yeah. that he didn't do. Right. Trump, yeah. from the beginning. And if they're going to do that to them, who know the laws and have the means to defend themselves, what the fuck do you think they're going to do to you? Oh, yeah. I would be fucked. I don't know the law like that. Not like that, you know. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I would love to see a lot more transparency come out about these government agencies and everything else that they did. <laughs> the whole redaction process just needs to be fucking done away with at this point. Yeah. And I understand that they're out there trying to protect people who are on the front lines. But still... Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, that, uh, just the whole thing needs, I don't know. I, I, I was trying really hard not to become an anarchist, but it's becoming increasingly difficult. <laughs> like, uh, as every time I hear something new, I'm just like, you know what? Just forget it. <laughs> like, we've tried government for the past 5,000 years. Let's try, <laughs> you know, let's try something different this time. <laughs> like oh my god yeah but that's what i have on that there do you have anything else on the actual topic at hand instead of just railing against the government because <laughs> we're good at I that th i thought that's what i was here to do <laughs> um <laughs> uh not really i mean it, i just don't i don't think that anything substantial is going to come from anything like this i mean even if someone goes, ends up going to jail for it is other practices going to change? You know, is the agency going to be held accountable for, you know, the things that they were doing? No, no. everything's just going to keep on trucking. There's it. It's just uh, another scene in the play. That is America. Right. I don't I know, maybe that was kind of cynical too, but I mean, that's just, that's what, just an observation, you know, nothing changes. Cynicism is in abundant supply on this channel. <laughs> yeah, that's true. With all the F-bombs that I throw on the morning show, cynicism is a <laughs> great supply on this channel. Yeah. I got one here from my neck of the woods here. This uh, coming from last week over in Chicago, which is also not too far away from where I live here. Uh, from NBC5 out of Chicago, Black Lives Matter holds rally supporting individuals arrested in Chicago looting on Monday. Uh, this goes back a little bit further than Monday here because uh, last weekend in Chicago, 
there was uh, there was a police shooting. Now, the suspect alleges, and of course none of the body cameras were on at the time, but the police alleged that the suspect shot at police. A police returned fire. Suspect is injured. Claims, of course, that he did not do any of the shooting. Uh, suspect did survive. Will be going to trial at this point. And most of uh, the Black Lives Matter in Chicago, who were already there for various other reasons going on at this point, have said, well, it's awfully fishy that uh, body cameras are off and they can say anything that they want happened at this point. But yes, they have been rioting and looting in Chicago. And now they're rioting and looting because people were busted for rioting and looting. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle, huh? Did you did you see any of this this past week before I get into yeah, the I've, one that really yeah, pissed yeah, me I've off? Seen... I've seen some, yeah, I've seen some stuff, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it seems like the same kind of scenes from Portland, but to like a lesser extent, probably because it hasn't been going on quite as long, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it'll get there, but I don't know, we got we got fall coming on, it's start getting cold over there, so I don't know, <laughs> we'll see. Well, and we'll see. Uh, we're, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but uh, this Inland hurricane that ripped through Iowa last week also came up, uh, came up through Iowa, head, uh, headed north, mm-hmm. ripped through Wisconsin. It came just north of where I'm sitting right now. Actually, when I was going to have my meeting with the real estate uh, office because I'm changing careers right now. Oh, um, uh, yeah. As I was leaving, as I was going to get into the truck to get to the meeting, the tornado siren went off. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. You have tornado sirens. That's interesting. Well, yeah, we have tornadoes here. We're not surrounded by ocean. We, oh, no, we get tornadoes uh, pretty commonly. Uh, we're, we're actually technically part of Tornado Alley, even though we don't, even though we're not in the geographical location. Florida is technically part of Tornado Alley, which is interesting. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen a few of them in my life, but not too many. Oh, I thought you just got hurricanes everywhere. Oh yeah, no, we do. We get those too, uh, but those also spawn tornadoes. But I'm talking about like non-hurricane tornadoes, which is you know spontaneous tornadoes happen fairly often, a couple of times a summer. I suppose. I mean, it's like a gym sock down there. <laughs> yeah, for real, it is. It's pretty. It's pretty horrendous, especially coming <laughs> from this climate. Well, actually, it's it wasn't that different from summer up here. I guess I shouldn't say that because we get pretty humid around here in the summer too. But yeah, you don't get like two thousand degree or uh, two thousand uh, percent humidity <laughs> like we do. Oh, you'd be surprised. Fucking bad. Maybe I uh, maybe I would be. I'd be like, oh, it feels like home. <laughs> yeah, today actually you would have been uh, saying just about that. It probably feels about like spring in Florida. Yeah. Today. Probably. Um, anyway, going back to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that tornado that uh, came through here. Uh, the storm cell shifted back south and hit some of the west suburbs and into the city of Chicago itself. So that did put a damper on the first night of protests out of here. But the one that just, <laughs> it pissed me off. And I I read this Wednesday morning on Contemporary and I just, I went off on this because I was pissed. <laughs> I don't get mad very often, but this one just pissed me off. The rioters were banging on the doors of the Ronald McDonald House in Chicago. Mm, yeah, a charity house for children with cancer so that their families can stay rent-free while they're sitting in the children's hospital across the street. Fuck you, no. Yeah. Loot the Gucci store if you really have to loot and be wild animals like that. No, that 
go loot that. Go loot the fucking Nike store if you have to do it. I would prefer yeah. that you don't do it at all. Go loot those. The fucking Ronald McDonald's house. No, fuck you. No. 100%. Fuck you. You yeah. don't get a pass on that one. That is beyond right. reprehensible here. With little kids who are sick inside, you're going to bang on the windows like that. No. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Fuck you. I was irate when I saw that. Hell yeah. But no, these are the people who are all about compassion and empathy mm-hmm. and wanting to help people and save people. And then we're going to you know, try and break into the Ronald McDonald house. I could, oh. I mean, I wish I could say I was surprised, but I'm not. I was so mad when I saw that. Like, I was beyond angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, god damn. That's, I mean, it's how you know it's all about narrative and not about actual, you know, beliefs. Yeah. And I mean, it, it hits hard <clears throat> home for me, too. My my parents, both because of it, but uh, my grandma and my uh, late aunt that just passed away from cancer. My family has been huge in the Make-A-Wish Foundation for as long as I can remember, that's that they dedicate their lives to doing make a wish kind of stuff. My aunt didn't yeah. make a wish wishes for kids up until the year before she passed away from lung cancer. Yeah, damn. She was helping kids with cancer while she herself was battling cancer. Fuck yeah. So to just see something like this just disgusts me outright. Like I have a lot of respect for that, actually. Uh, I mean, if I was sick like that, I would hope that I would be strong enough to be able to help other people like that that would be yeah that's very commendable yeah i don't i could i i wanted to punch the screen when i read that hell yeah middle of the morning too <laughs> hell yeah and like I, mean, I, said, that's just I don't get mad right i'm very calm as much as i can be but just that was a step too far for me absolutely but I'm sure it was actually some white supremacist and leftist face that were breaking it down the door, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm sure yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. That's exactly what they do. <laughs> All the time. It's just ridiculous. Can't stop them. Oh, man. Narratives are fun, aren't they? They are. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's do, because I'm rearranging things here to make sure gotcha. that you've got time to get up and uh, get to your show as well here. But uh, I mean, I'm good until like 9 o'clock for another hour. Yeah. So We're not going to be good. here for another hour. No, no, no. I'm just saying don't worry about time with me, though. I got, I got another hour, so I'll have to worry about it. Uh, let's uh, let's rearrange a couple of things here. Let's. Uh, let's I want to talk it. about, what do I want to do? What do I have set up already? That's the big question. Oh, you know what I don't have on here that happened this week? I didn't put the Robert Trump stuff on here. No, I put it up on the top, but we haven't talked about that yet here. Mm. So let's put that in here right now. Uh, let's do the Sturgis thing, and then we'll do another chat break. And then I got a couple articles to put up while we're doing that here as well. So, yeah, this is another one that just kind of set me off this morning as well. So from CNN Politics, Robert Trump, the younger brother of President Trump, dead at age 71. Yeah. Uh, Robert Trump, 71, the younger brother of President Trump, died Saturday at New York Hospital. Donald Trump announced the tweet in a statement. Now, this is something that's actually been ongoing at this point. Uh, The mainstream media, the public, didn't really know a lot about this up until the very end. Uh, Robert Trump has been battling an unknown 
uh, respiratory disease for a few, it looks like it was a few months that he's been battling this out here. So, I mean, coronavirus is out at this point, even though I do have to wonder if he was counted as a coronavirus death. Oh, 100% he was, yeah. Just to stick it to Trump, you know? <laughs> but he has been battling this for a few months now. Uh, he was he took a turn for the worst uh, late on Saturday. I actually found this article and found everything else about this because I first started seeing that Trump was going to visit him in his dying throes. And then, yes, the next morning it was announced that, yes, he was pronounced dead at the hospital. Uh, the disease has not mm. been released. Nobody said anything about this, but... And there was a swell of compassion throughout social media. I gave my condolences on Contemporary this morning and on Twitter yesterday. But the first thing that trended as soon as Robert Trump died was a hashtag wrong Trump on Sunday morning. Oh, wow. Including tweets wow. like this one. I actually have a bunch of them here uh, collated in the Fox News article which unloaded because I haven't looked at it in quite a while. <laughs> which means, guess what? We're going to get autoplay again. Yay! Because it's Fox. Yeah. Come on. Don't be slow. Okay. It's going to be slow. Because why wouldn't it? Right. Why wouldn't it? Aye. <laughs> it's time to build that uh. new computer fund. I say... By the way, that PayPal link is in the description if you guys want to go to the new computer fund. Nice. I got to do it somehow. I got to make my money oh, no, somehow. I, I respect that for sure. <laughs> it's a perfect uh, transition. All right. It finally <laughs> loaded up here. I don't know if the autoplay is going to hit or not. It probably is. Oh, come on. Don't be like that. All right. So as of Sunday morning, the hashtag was the second highest trending on Twitter with more than 77,600 tweets, including journalist and NAACP leader. There it goes. There it is. Right, right when you wanted to talk. Dear Grim Reaper, you took the hashtag wrong Trump, tweeted Bishop Talbert Swan, who is a pastor, radio host, and president of the Springfield, Massachusetts branch of the NAACP. He's a pastor, and he said, Dear Grim Reaper, you took the hashtag wrong Trump. Yeah. Uh, another tweet here. What did he promise the devil for the Grim Reaper to take the hashtag wrong Trump? Tweeted journalist David Levitt. And yes, there were a bunch of people that were using the hashtag to express the fact that they were outraged over the fact that people were using this. But this is just another point of contention of just people being absolutely disgusting human beings. Yeah. We didn't do this with Barack Obama. Uh, there were some people, but we said, hey, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, like, I've been on the internet for a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, I pretty much grew up on the internet, and uh, I wouldn't expect anything less. Uh, the internet is simultaneously the greatest and absolutely worst place that has ever existed. <laughs> I um, can see that. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. So, yeah, you're going to get, you know, your edgelords who want to just be like, oh, it's a good thing he died. Or, you know, you, oh, you got the wrong one. You know, the people who don't really care about, you know, other people or at least want to act like they don't on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, you know, then you have your normies and your, you know, actually compassionate people who are going to say, oh, well, that's, you know, that's actually really sad. I don't care if I don't like his brother. You know what I mean? Like Robert Trump didn't do anything wrong. So, you know what I mean? Like condolences to him. But. Or condolences to Trump, whatever. Anyway, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to get that no matter who it is, no matter what's happening. You know, you're going to get that kind of thing. Well, and <clears throat> I understand that, and I get that. But, And this is the same thing that I always say with everything that's politically charged. Switch mm-hmm. the parties. Switch oh, the yeah. parties and see what would have happened. I mean, Vagina Sundar Deep, or whatever the fuck her name is, <laughs> would be swinging the banhammer so hard if this, especially if this had to do with Barack Obama, that banhammer would not rest. Oh, yeah. Until every single person that said hashtag wrong Obama was wiped clean <laughs> of the internet from every every website on mainstream platform. Yeah. It's true. I mean, that's how you know who's actually in charge, right? So that's. I mean. That's something that I thought about off of this here. What did you see on this? Um, I just saw the I just read an article about the exact the same facts that you had, except for the one that I read said that you know it was unclear how you know how he died or whatever. Um, I didn't see that he would been suffering before. Yeah. Um, in fact, I didn't even know Trump had a brother until he died. So. He's got two. Because remember uh, the, the niece chick, and we'll be talking about that here in just a second. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Mary yeah, Trump. the one who was yeah who was suing uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, or other way around, wasn't it? It was the other way around. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah the the Washington Post headline came out and said Robert Trump, younger brother of President Trump, who filed a lawsuit against niece, dies at seventy one. That's right. Because yeah, that's yeah. important. It's super important. I mean, they ended up changing that headline, right? Yeah. After Ted Cruz yeah. called him out. Yeah. And now it never happened, though. That's that's the problem. Should have just let him leave it up and just been like, you know, look at these pieces of shit. <laughs> I'm sure you can find screen caps out there, but then people are like, oh, that's easily faked, you yeah. know. But wow. it's better to leave it up and just be able to link people to it. Be like, hey, look. Well, don't forget that <laughs> they left up the headline that said, austere religious scholar, too. Right. That's just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> austere religious scholar. I mean, I guess that's one way to put it. <laughs> the Washington Post, where democracy goes to die in darkness. Yeah. That's what I've been saying about them here. Oh, yeah. Did you see what happened in Sturgis this week? Or this weekend, uh, I should say. I don't think so. So I was, uh, I was busy over the weekend. So Smash Mouth Ooh. played a concert at uh, Sturgis on Thursday mm-hmm. in one of the big-name bars out there, where... The lead singer, who was the same one that was on the Shrek soundtrack, by the way, said right on the stage, oh, yeah. fuck this COVID shit. But that wasn't Based. the most interesting thing to come on a Sturgis this week. From Newsweek, let me scroll up to the top here. Sturgis motorcycle <laughs> rally protester kicks biker as he rides past. A man has been arrested for allegedly kicking a biker at the Sturgis motorcycle rally in South Dakota rally over the weekend during a largely peaceful protest. Video posted on social media appears to show several officers detaining the suspect while surrounded by a large crowd of bikers taking part in the annual rally. One clip of the arrest was posted on Twitter with the caption, Antifa actually showed up to Sturgis today, although it's unclear if the anti-fascist movement were involved in the protest. Now, they were already teasing before Sturgis happened that they were going to go up there and they were going to protest off of this. And I, I heard that and I said, good fucking luck. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, bikers aren't bikers anymore. Um, I mean, yeah, you'll see some of like the older, you know, roughly actual bikers from back in the day. Mm-hmm. They're mostly just like you know weekend bikers now. Yeah, you know, they'll go with their trailer and drive the bike over there to to the rally, and then once they're there, then they'll take the bike out and ride it around. 
So yeah, another not all is a joke about that way back in the early 2000s. Yeah, I think so. Dentists, yeah, I think he did. Dentists yeah. are trailering their motorcycles out to Sturgis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That maybe that's where I got it from. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I love me some Carlin. But uh, but yeah, I mean, but, I mean, he was he was right about that. You know what I mean? They're not all the Vietnam vets coming back from the war and starting biker gangs anymore. But even still, given what the bikers stand for and the fact that they are actually stout, strong people yeah, at this point, they're sure. actual, like, if you're going to buy a bike, you still, yeah, you're a dentist, you're a paralegal, you're an accountant or something, but you still got to have some sort of manliness to you otherwise those the bikers the real bikers out there are going to eat you alive when you're out there that's true yeah that's a fair point so for antifa these little 75 pound kids from portland (laughs) to come out and go to sturgis to try and protest them that took some brass ones i will give credit where credit is due that took some fucking brass ones i don't know though if you're too dumb to know that you're putting yourself into danger does that really take courage I don't know. The difference between courage and stupidity is a pretty fine line. <laughs> I don't know. I watched the video on the program this morning. Yeah. And uh, the police were arresting the Antifa uh, kid that kicked the guy's bike. And I'm pretty positive they were doing it for that kid's protection. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, no. We'll take care of this guy. Don't worry. <laughs> like, Don't fuck him up too badly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That is a stupid move, though. Yeah. Yeah. Kick oh, the man. bike, kick the motorcycle, the Harley's over in Sturgis. Yeah. During the motorcycle well, rally. Yeah. Might as well just take a dump on their seat, see what happens. <laughs> It'd be, have the same effect, I think. <laughs> All right. That's what I got for that one. Uh, catch us up with the live chat here for a little bit. I want to pull a couple more articles up before we get into them here before we end Shit. out the show and i am going to hit the d live chest i don't know if there's anybody over on d live right now but i'm going to hit the chest here for you guys so if you guys want some lemons go ahead and hit that so i've got uh seawall saying you can't be a nerd unless you play at least one tabletop rpg uh i don't I'm think out. that's true i don't think that's true i think that's too much purity testing I think you can be a nerd without playing tabletop rpgs uh Let's see, who else do we have? Wait, what? Harvey McLeod says, this is a clean, disgusting discussion. I tell you what. I don't know what that's in reference to, but it sounds like it would have been funny if I, if we had seen it. It's King uh, of the Hill. I know that. Yeah, for sure. Tell you what. You do a pretty good uh, boy, uh, Hank Hill, right? What. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peggy, I tell uh, you, that boy ain't right. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Did he have a gun? Um, talking about, I think, yeah, was it some nutcase? Did he have a gun? Uh, humongous dumpling. I think that's in reference to the guy who shot or got shot at the White House. Mm-hmm. Seawall says that we should all quake in fear for he has chicken tendies. Oh, shit. Did you get them from your tendy vendor? <laughs> from the tendy dealer. Set it outside with the trench coat, just opens it up. There's a bunch of <laughs> tendies just hanging there. And his junk. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, what else do we have that's relevant? Uh, um, 
And oh, Harvey McCloud says, and that's why Twitter is cancer. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, all them Lone Star states. Not sure what that's in reference to. Oh, here we go. Harvey McCloud has a challenge for us. Give me one example of a government program that is run efficiently. She said she'll wait. <laughs> Does it have to be federal level? I think that's what it means. Okay. Because uh, she follows up with, and you want those same people to be in charge of health care. So I assume that means at the federal level. The IRS is pretty efficient. They'll come after you in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. The money funneling into the government. They know exactly how much you owe them. So, <laughs> yeah, I would say that. Even yeah, if you file IRS. wrong. Right. Oh, especially if you file wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. IRS. Um, but if it was on state definitely. level, actually, our DNR in Wisconsin is uh, pretty efficient as well, in spite of the stupidity that they do. Wow. Efficient despite stupidity. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Imagine if they didn't have the stupidity, how efficient they could be. Um <laughs> Uh, Nephilim Ninja's telling me to embrace my inner anarchist. Um, yeah, I've been resisting. I don't have all my questions answered, so I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm a total anarchist now. But, goddamn, if it, the government isn't pushing me that way. Seawall <laughs> <laughs> um, says, uh, more proof Florida should be removed. Uh, yeah, just let me leave it first, and then we can remove it. Uh, more evidence that citizenship should not be free just because you are born here. Service guarantee citizenship. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would prefer that system over natural born citizenship. Like the um, the Heinleinian model is probably the best model of government. I would say if there like if there has to be one, that would probably probably be the best way to do it. Nephilim mm-hmm. uh, says probably the Hamburglar targeting Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> breaking into the the Ronald McDonald house. Yeah, I actually like well when you were bringing it up, and I I saw the message in the chat, and I was gonna laugh, and I was like, no, it's too serious of a topic, and no one else knows that I'm laughing at the, the <laughs> chat. <laughs> like they're like, oh, you're laughing at kids getting like, <laughs> like no. <laughs> and then Seawall says he made the tendies himself. Good, be self sufficient, man. Make your own tendies. That's right. <laughs> you don't need them government tendies, man. <laughs> yeah that's uh we're, we're caught up now all right well we're gonna talk a little bit about uh some things that the government should be doing maybe we'll see over here and then i've got uh a couple sad things to go through towards the end of this and we are uh-huh. going to round out the show with some surprise stupidity but let's start off with talking about this derecho that we've been teasing about since the beginning of the show. So Iowa has requested nearly $4 billion in disaster aid after derecho, governor says, state is hurting. The storm damaged or destroyed 13 million acres of corn. And is that's, that a lot? That, that's barely a dent in Iowa. I was going to say, is that a lot of corn? I don't know how much, <laughs> I don't know how much acreage is a lot of acreage for corn. A 13- I'm not a farmer. Well, 13 million is uh, quite a chunk of corn there, but I mean, that's that's barely 1% of the state. Which, well, I mean, yeah, have, yeah. Have you ever driven through Iowa? No. I've never been to Iowa. I don't think I've been anywhere near it. I don't know, maybe I flew over it at one point. I don't if, know. If you drive down uh, 
I don't remember which interstate it is in Iowa, the big one that comes out of Minneapolis and goes south there. But, uh, I mean, it's literally, you go driving down this interstate, and it's corn, 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 Iowa City, corn, <laughs> corn, 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 Grinnell, corn, <laughs> corn, corn, corn. Hey, look, a tree. Corn, 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 <laughs> corn. Hey, you know, got to make whiskey somehow, or bourbon, I guess. I don't know how they can do it in that state without rotating either. That blows... I've been around agriculture my whole life, and that boggles right. my mind the way that Iowa can do that year after year with corn. Because everywhere know, else in the, the natural-born uh, world, you have to rotate your crops. Right, yeah. And, and I understand like the principles of crop rotation and why it's necessary, but yeah, why is it Iowa the exception? Is it like the soil or they something? They can get is... away with it somehow, and I have no idea how. Is it maybe the type of corn that they're growing? That I don't know. Doesn't ruin the soil? I don't know. Yeah, no idea. It is an agricultural anomaly to me. Yeah. Every time you I should, drive through that state, which is ask that them often, sometime. But... Just stop by one of the farms, you know, knock on the door, just be like, hey, <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> See how quickly you get a shotgun into your face as soon as the door opens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, a storm system that blasted Iowa last week with hurricane force winds, which left at least three people dead in the state and devastated millions of acres of farmland, caused damage estimated at nearly $4 billion, according to officials. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds announced Sunday night that she's fil uh, filing an expedited presidential major disaster declaration with the federal government, seeking nearly $4 billion to rebuild and repair. Now, I can't be the guy that comes out and says, okay, I support this cause, so let's go ahead and fund them here, because at which point California is going to come out with their handout and say, gimme, 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 but... On the other side of it, this state is responsible with their money, and for an act of God, maybe. I don't know. What's your take on the... This is kind of where I wanted to go with this, and I was really hoping to get yeah. into this with Elaine, who is more libertarian than you are at this point, but what is your take on... Oh, come on. You've been to a libertarian <laughs> uh, argument before. It's just people coming out and saying, you're a socialist. No, you're a socialist over and over. You can't yeah, be I mean, surprised by that. Who who is it that said uh, like the only li true libertarian is the one that you're talking to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, forget who said it, but yeah, it's it's really true. <laughs> but what's your take on the aid for Iowa at this point? Um, I mean, we give we give farmers aid for a lot less. I think that that is probably the best cause for giving someone aid. Now, obviously, in principle, I'm against the whole system. Of doing that however the system's already there and i don't know um i guess it it wouldn't piss me off as much as other aid programs do you know it, it wasn't due to their own mishandling of it. it wasn't due to their own inefficiency or inabilities you know it was just an act of god and so i mean i guess i wouldn't be mad at it well, I guess the problem that I have when I look into this here is, like I said before, I mean, California's going to have their hand out the second that they've got the smoldering leaf somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We need billions of dollars because we're having a wildfire, and here it's just some kid with a magnifying glass and a oak leaf. Yeah, pretty much. And that state does burn down, like, every year, whereas Iowa, you know, they're just like, yeah, we're making corn over here. Oh, shit, some of our corn got destroyed. you mind, you know, helping us out a little bit? a big difference between those two 
I do wish that we could have a release. And this this is a hard point for it, too, because we're sitting here in the midst of COVID pandemic and Michigan, Illinois, Colorado, California, New York can't go to work right now. So you're not seeing <laughs> as much of the private charity that's out there as you would see in normal years either. Yeah. But this, the, for me, this would be a job for private charity. But if we could get the tax string a hold off of us and we could give to private charity... You would have a. That's always my, been my argument. Yeah, mm -hmm. stop the taxes. You have a lot more money to give to charities that you care about, mm -hmm. to fund the things that you care about. You care about the roads so much. Well, I mean, put it in the pot. You know, put your buck fifty in the pot. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't be mad at Iowa mm -hmm. for that. Yeah, I mean, Iowa, South that's Dakota. What it's for. Well, they're our food supply line, too, so yeah. I could understand on the other side of this. I mean, yes, California is uh, capital of industry, don't get me wrong, but we can live without another Tesla for another year. But we need to have a lot of people to feed over here. Yeah. I, I don't like it on principle, but I'm, I'm not as angry exactly. about it for Iowa. I just yeah, wish exactly. that the private, chair, or the private sector could come up and do more for it. And maybe they are. I have no idea. Uh -huh. But I mean, that's not the sort of thing you're going to hear about from news. So you'd have to be there to know that that's going on or hear it from somebody who's doing it. You know, because I hear about that kind of shit, you know, often enough where it's like, oh, yeah, we know we had private charity stuff over there. We had, you know, a private company was donating their time or resources to whatever disaster. But you don't hear about that because it's all about FEMA doing something or it's about, you know, FEMA not doing something or. You know, that's all you ever hear about it from the news. You don't hear about private citizens doing things by private means. It just doesn't get the views or the clicks. No, I know. You ready to lose some of your faith in humanity? I wasn't aware I had any, but <laughs> yeah, let's see if I do. Let's see if I have some to lose. So do you want, the, I'm going to give you, this is another one that's two stories on the same theme here. Do you want the one that you probably know about already, or do you want to be surprised by the other one at this point? Uh, let's do the first one you said. The one that you know about the most? Uh, yeah, sure. Do I know about it? Probably. I don't know about a lot of things. All right. From the <laughs> blaze, because nobody else reported on this at all. But the Blaze stepped up and reported on this. Crowder talked about it on his show this past week. Neighbor reportedly rushes five-year-old boy playing outside, puts a gun to his head, and executes him. I did hear about that, yeah. So this was out of North Carolina. A man walked up to a kid. Apparently he'd been riding on the guy's lawn. I don't know if that's the actual excuse that the lawyers are going to give at this point or anything. But right. a full-grown man who had actually been hanging out and drinking beer with the kid's father not that long ago yeah went into his house uh what day was this sunday came back out with a gun and point blank shot a five-year-old child in the head and nobody said a word about it yeah yeah and then when you have people bringing it up you know, like, oh, hey, what about this guy? It's like, well, you know, he got caught, and so what do you want to, you know, what, what is there to protest about? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, no. I mean, so the the thing that I gave uh, for that <clears throat> was it's not about whether or not the person is going to be facing justice. You know, it's about having the media stop villainizing white people and causing further racial division. 
this country. That's what we don't need. That we have more than enough. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you should be reporting these things equally, and not be like, "Oh, well, it was a black man killed a white child, so we we're not going to talk about it." Honestly, you know, that's the problem. Honestly, I looked at this and I said, "I don't see a national news story here. As bad as it is, I don't see a national news story here." But I mean, yeah, but that's that's the problem, right? Is that if it, the races were reversed, mm-hmm. it absolutely would be a national news story. No, I would for still not weeks. think it was a national news story. If the no, I'm saying first, I'm, but the rest I'm not of the saying that you would, would think it would be right. Exactly, it, w- it would be regardless of you know anyone's personal feelings on the matter. Yeah, there'd be marches on the guy's house if the races were reversed. There would be marches. There'd be crosses burned out. They would take the tiki, uh, tiki torches from the assholes in Charlottesville and use those to march on the guy's house if the races were reversed. Right. They would go steal 100%. the tiki torches and walk them back up there. <laughs> yeah. That's how bad this would be. Absolutely. Now, there is a GoFundMe out there for um, for the child. At the time of the article, it had reached 5,577. I'm actually going to open it up and see how much it's got at this point. Oh. Oh, they disabled new no- donations. So, yes, they're still oh, sitting at 5,577. They disabled donations? Yeah, because I, I know that uh, Crowder show, the Mug Club, was going to do something big for him. So. Well, that's good, at least. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, wouldn't want them to raise money for their child's funeral, you know? That would be that would be a terrible thing to do. Or to Fuck. get them off work for a little while, because they're going to be grieving for a long time. Hell Loss yeah. Loss of a child, no matter how old, is devastating. Right. I mean, you, you asked my grandma, she lost... Her husband and one of her daughters in her lifetime. And that's devastating. And my aunt was 53. That's devastating at yeah. that point. But to have it as Hell a yeah. five-year-old child, I, I can't even imagine. I don't even want to try and imagine. Yeah, yeah I mean, a parent should never have to bury their child. It should only ever be, however sad it is on the other side, it, you know, it, it should only ever be the other way around. You know, with the, the child burying the parent. Should that's I mean, yeah, that's obviously sad too. But that's the mm-hmm. you know cycle of that's a circle of life, right? But yeah, a parent having to bury their child is that's got to be fucking devastating. It's got to be probably the, your worst fear as a parent, even. But of know. course, this was yeah. racist because everybody wanted to point out the fact that this was a white child. At which point, anytime anybody brought that up. I came out with the more obscure story that you, I know, have never heard of before. <laughs> okay. But it does involve a black child. And I also brought up Sicoria Turner, too, who nobody but fuck talked about anywhere. But this one happened up in my neck of the woods, up in Madison. I will read now from WMTV NBC 15 out of Madison, Wisconsin. Family says 11-year-old girl shot in the head in Madison will be taken off life support. Family members of an 11-year-old Anissa Scott who was shot in the head while in a car on Madison's east side Tuesday said the little girl will be removed from life support on Thursday at 11.11 a.m. Family, friends, and members of the community gathered outside the American Family Children's Hospital on Wednesday to announce the sad update Anissa's grandmother, Lauren Gomez, through tears, spoke about Anissa's bright future as a student, athlete, and granddaughter. Yeah, this was, I mean, this wasn't a girly girl either. She was in a monster truck. She wanted to go out and, uh, I believe she played baseball with the boys. So this was a little, I believe she was uh, Hispanic, maybe. 
But she was just, no, well, maybe she was half black. I don't know. I can't tell from the picture here. But, yeah, she was sitting in the back seat of a car. And somebody drove up alongside of the car, uh, car, apparently was attempting to shoot at the driver. A shootout ensued, and Anissa Scott got shot in the head as in crossfire. Mm. And stayed in a medically induced coma for a week afterwards. And once again, nobody in the media said butt fuck anything about this anywhere outside of Madison. You actually had to go through Wisconsin yeah. news to see anything about this. Can't be used to push a political narrative, so exactly. not useful. Yeah. So that's what we're seeing off of this here, and it's it it's horrific to see the children caught in the crossfire. And like I said, if it was anything other than this, if it wasn't like you said, if it was something that could push a political narrative, it would be wall to wall, nonstop news yep. coverage everywhere. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. The hunt is still on for the <clears throat> uh, shooter. In this particular case out of Madison, they still haven't found the guy. They have some suggestions, but they still haven't found the guy off of this. I don't know what the hell is going on in Madison. Madison used to be like the safest place in Wisconsin, even for being a big city. I heard on the news this morning that some guy walked up to another guy over a domestic dispute and hit him in the head with a fucking hatchet. Damn. That's pretty serious. Like with the bladed edge or (laughs) backward, you know, just knock him out? No, in the bladed edge. Oh, yeah, that's not good. (laughs) god damn uh that's that's what i have on this one here you ready for some surprise stupidity please that'd be very nice (laughs) uh dark sage over in the chat we will grab your interesting political question as soon as we're done with surprise stupidity here so stick around and we will address that we're not ignoring you we just want to get up through here Apparently, Dark Sage has an interesting political question for us, but he didn't put it up in there. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't see it, so I don't know. But if you want to throw it up in there, uh, as soon as we're done with Surprise Stupidity, we'll be uh, checking back with the the chat, and we will answer your question. Absolutely. So get it up in there. Yeah, for sure. All right. You piqued my interest. Are you ready for Surprise (laughs) Stupidity? Let's do it. I got a twofer for you. Oh, wow. Because... And I only paid for one. There are two stories <laughs> that they're along the same vein. So the first one here, coming from my state of Wisconsin, reading from The Hill, Wisconsin State Agency requires employees to wear masks while teleconferencing. Naturally. A Wisconsin State Agency has required employees to wear masks while teleconferencing from home, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reported. A July 31st email sent to employees by the state's Department of Natural Resources which I said before, they're efficient unless they're doing something really fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Reportedly reminded them that Governor Tony Evers' mask mandate went into effect the next day. Natural Resources Secretary Preston Cole said in the email that staff has to wear masks in the DNR building and in virtual meetings, according to the Journal Sentinel. Also, wear your mask, even if you're home, to participate in the virtual meeting. That involves being seen, such as a Zoom or another video conferencing platform, by non-DNR staff, Cole reportedly report. Set the safety example, which shows you as a DNR public service employee care about the safety and the health of others. I am sorry, but you are not going to tell me what I am going to do in my own home. Oh, yes, they are, Ed. Oh, no, they are not. Yes, they are. They're going to try, at least. They're yeah, absolutely going to they try. try. <laughs> That's so funny. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I think I made that joke to a friend of mine, like, 
a few days ago about how it's oh now you can transmit it through uh through computer or through zoom or something like that it's just ah oh, man <laughs> now the only thing i can think of is that it's like a pr thing just yeah. in case someone gets like a screen you know screen cap of you know it's like oh look government employees not using their not wearing masks how can they tell us to wear masks when they won't do it themselves you know, and no one cares about context these days. Nuance is unimportant, so it doesn't matter if they're on a news call, or on, a, on a Zoom call or on a whatever virtual call or whatever. So I think that's probably what they're going for. Mm-hmm. But it is pretty hilarious. It's just like I got to put my mask on because you know, I mean, I'm talking to people, right? Yeah, I'm less than six feet from my computer, so I better have my mask on. Where is mine? <laughs> like... I don't even know where mine is right now. I decided that I wanted to have the monopoly on irony between our uh, little duopoly and the Saab channel here. But uh, Elaine has a mask with a constitution on it, a gator-style mask with a constitution on it. So I went out and got one with the Gatson flag. <laughs> See, I don't know, man. Like, that that whole, like, I'm going to have some kind of edgy, edgy mask or, like, you know, some mask in protest. I don't know, especially like the Gadsden flag. It's like, don't tread on me, but it's I'm allowing you to tread on me while well, I'm telling that, you that, not that's to. That's why. That's why I got it. I enjoy the irony right. of it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty ironic. Uh, I mean, same with the Constitution one. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, well, they don't really care if you're protesting it because they they already won. You know, you're wearing the mask. They already won. All right, and in the same vein, out of Champaign, Illinois, or Springfield, Illinois, rather. School district says no pajamas for online classes. This came to us uh, from Fox 11 out of L.A. via the Associated Press. The school district in Illinois' capital city has updated its dress code policy for remote learning, saying students can't wear pajama (laughs) pants, slippers, or hats while on camera when classes start this month. What are they going to do, send you home? (laughs) (laughs) What are are they going to do? Yeah, a lot of these punishments, they don't have any teeth anymore. Springfield Public Schools officials hope uh, said they hope students approach online classes the same way they would attend classes in person. And that means following a dress code that also bars hoods, sunglasses, and bandanas, among other things. The district said students should be sitting up, out of bed, preferably at a desk or a table during remote learning, according to its school manual. <laughs> <laughs> I got a secret for you. Do you? Yeah. Which you probably already know at this point. <laughs> I recently lost about 50 pounds, so it got comfortable for me to start wearing pants when I'm yeah. sitting for an extended period of time. So I, can, I actually do wear pants for the show. Yeah. But, but when I was, I when I was heavy, no, I was sitting here in athletic shorts every single yeah. time. Even if I had the suit jacket on, I was sitting here in athletic shorts. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I've worn my little uh, Star Wars pajama pants on stream before. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. In fact, uh, I used to make the joke that it was actually illegal to wear pants while streaming. <laughs> like, you, you actually can't. Um, you only know what's going on from here up. Yeah, that's all, and that's all you need to know. The rest of it so, is I mean, none of your yeah. goddamn business. Especially if yeah, you're you going to be... Just... Now, I could see if the kids were, like, sitting in their bed or something, if they didn't have a table or desk to work from. Yeah, I could see the unprofessionality of it, especially with what some high school kids will wear to bed. <laughs> yeah. Like a pair of little shorts that a girl would wear if she was going to that i could see but i mean if you got like the computer or the tablet or whatever you're watching whatever you're on yeah. like in front of you yeah it doesn't matter what you desk. got on the bottom exactly i'm saying even if you're laying in bed though like 
you know what I mean? You don't put the tablet, like all of the laptop all the way over here, like by your feet mm-hmm. and show your whole body. Right. You just kind of like, just basically this <laughs> is what it, like uh, right there. Uh, unless, of, what you're showing. unless of course you're dealing with Stephen Ignoramus because he wants you to show your feet at that point. Oh yeah. <laughs> he wants to show a little butt crack sometimes, you know? <laughs> all right. Now, one he more does. here that I missed earlier on here that I wanted to show you because we do need to take some time and restore a little bit of faith in humanity and a little bit of faith in our police department. So this video posted up to Twitter shows a police officer, a woman coming up and going right into the line of duty and rescuing a man stuck on the railroad tracks in a wheelchair. Now, he did get injured. He did wind up with a leg injury out of this because she couldn't pull him all the way out in time. But a leg injury is a small price to pay versus being dead because you got hit by a train from being stuck. So yeah, let's see sure. what this looked like here. One out of one. I'll be out with the mail sack on the tracks trying to get him out. Go on, can you get up? So that's what we saw there. And Holy I, shit, that was intense. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the kind of thing you wow. only see in movies. Yeah, for real. Because, I mean, the timing was just so on point that, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, only, that thing only happens in the movies, really. But that's crazy, though. Yeah, I mean, not all cops are God. bad people. And the biggest problem with policing right now is the fact that there are way too many laws. There's a government that thinks that they need to do everything for you in all of your life and they need to control everything else that you do and that's just yeah. not the case yeah absolutely so yeah it's good on this cop for coming oh, yeah. in putting her own life on the line to pull this guy out at the at the very last second right you can tell she did everything she could to get him off of the tracks in time and pretty much did I mean, I don't want to be mean, but assuming he, since he's in a wheelchair, I can assume that he already has some sort of leg problem. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just an assumption. Obviously, I don't know, you know, what he's, you know, what his particular deal is. But, I mean, yeah, obviously much rather have something like that happen than getting crushed by the train. Yeah, because, I mean, as fast as that thing was going, too, there was no way he was walking away from that. Hell no. Hell no. A little bit of humanity yeah. to finish out your uh, finish out your night. Yeah, and that was intense too, man. Like I, I don't normally get like the whole you know the heart beating like on the edge of my seat kind of thing from a live video, but holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> like even though I knew the outcome, you already said it. I was still like, oh my god, is she gonna make it in time? <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Good for her. I hope she gets some kind of commendation for it. That's a show. That's everything that I have here. Woo! We got uh, just a little bit over the two-hour mark. With uh, Well, we still got to check with some uh, live chat here. But, uh, yeah, that's good practice, too, because I know that my regular co-host has uh, meetings almost immediately after we get off the air for this. So keeping on that two-hour mark is good practice off this as well. So 
You want to catch Excellent. yourself with a live chat here? See uh, if we got see. our political question or? Um, I don't think we got the political question, unfortunately. Oh, that's lame. I was looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. I was, I was interested. Uh, let's see. Embrace your anarchist. I already said that one. I already said that one. Uh, Seawall said he made the attendees himself. Uh, I think we already did that. No government attendees in this house. Uh, no more gov money for corn. Fuck the corn lobby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, while that was probably a joke, that's not entirely wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the uh, the farmers are very politically influential. Oh yeah, but like the big the big companies. I mean, not necessarily like you know, uh, Ma and Pa down the road. You know, who's <laughs> had the same house for generations. Mm -hmm. Even some of them though. Uh, lots of chemicals and government subsidies. Uh, that is why corn can be grown so crazy. Yeah, but which chemicals would do? I don't know. I don't know that much about agriculture, so I uh, yeah. I do, and it still blows my mind. <laughs> uh, Nephilim Ninja says it's supposed to burn regularly. California, that's uh, that's how oaks sprout fires. Is that a thing? I don't know if that. I guess burning away like the excess trees i don't know well yeah the normally uh under <clears throat> normal circumstances you would have underbrush burn off every year and then yes your oaks would sprout off of that as well so and because they're doing so much fire prevention off there they're not getting the underbrush burnt off and then you know one of those sparks sparks uh starts off a new fire right that makes sense uh seawell says farmer insurance is a thing where farmers will get money if their crops failed due to act of god uh I mean, yeah, at least they have insurance, don't they? Mm -hmm. It's okay if we just burn all their crops. Um, there can't possibly be any further consequences. Um, and Seawell said, this guy is also a felon, referring to the guy who shot uh, the little little boy. Um, where did he get the gun? There's probably a ghost gun. I heard so much about how dangerous they are. Mm -hmm. So it must have been a ghost AR-15, ghost assault, fully automatic assault rifle 15. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, Robert showed up, so no one cares. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he didn't, he redacted his own message for some reason. Oh, really? I can um, see it. Oh, can you? Yeah. Weird. I can't. Uh, looks like I got a message here that says, oh, that's right. Cause you're reading off the YouTube and I'm, uh, on the, yeah. um, restream chat. And Elaine usually is, has the restream chat up too, because she's got the password to be in there. Uh, uh -huh. Robert said, uh, shoot. Oh, I said shoot because I was uh, I'm signed in as Gen Gap right now, so oh, I said okay. that to uh, Dark Sage about the question. Okay, uh, Robert says hello, gentlemen. Well, are we gently? Yeah, apparently. I guess so. Seawall <laughs> tipped his hat. It says he needs a uh, a radio man in the Panzer. Yeah, fair enough. You've got to have your radio man. Oh, there's another one from Robert. Uh, they will only tell you to do things you are already not doing anyway to keep you from doing something you might not do sometimes. That sounds like government to me, yeah. <laughs> and then Seawall, to close it out, says, Slippers, are they really going to check? You, you Maybe. They might just be like, all right, you know, we took attendance, and so now everyone stand up. <laughs> you know, let's make sure you're wearing the right stuff. Uh, that's just so terrible. I mean, I'm sorry. If you're in your own house... Like, just wear what you want. Who cares? You heard about that kid when I was, uh, I believe it was when, I, yeah, it was when I was down in Florida because I listened to it on uh, Styx's show when I was driving back. I was going through uh, Maryland and Pennsylvania, and I was listening to uh, Styx and Razorfist the whole time I was up there. And uh, the kid got in trouble because he had a BB gun hanging up above his bed. Oh, my God. What, is he going to shoot the Zoom call? 
Yeah. Like, he's going to shoot up the Zoom call. Is that what's happening? Hanging oh on the my wall. God. Hanging on the wall. And yeah, he got in trouble for that one. <laughs> Probably got a, a knock on the door, you know, from police. Like, oh, he's going to use that BB gun for anything? <laughs> Is he a white supremacist? <laughs> All right. I got a big piece of cow waiting on me here. So yes, I think do, it's time man. for us to uh, get on out of here. Where's my outro music? Let's there do it. it. Found it. All right, so I want to take some time and thank everybody who came out in here and uh, chatted with us today, hung out with us today, kept us on point, kept us on schedule, and kept the facts going as well, in some cases as well. We will be back here tomorrow morning. I will be, anyway, back here tomorrow morning for more contemporary and more news. So come on by and check us out. I won't be reading the live chat during the morning show, but I will thank you at the end of the week as well. So... Thank you very much for talking about that. Otherwise, we will be back here next week, hopefully with our regular, uh, regularly scheduled co-host again. Uh, looks like she had a little bit of uh, trouble going on at work there, so she had to attend to it. She's not real happy about it. I'll ask her about it a little bit after we get off mic here. So <laughs> we'll be checking that out as well. But yeah, hopefully we'll be back here uh, next week with uh, our regular co-host. I'm sure she's bummed that she didn't get to talk about Kamala, but yeah, that would be great. I can't wait to hear uh, some of that as well. So come back and check us out next week or tomorrow morning. We'll be back here tomorrow night, hopefully with some video game. Hopefully they won't give us some political bullshit where I've got to skip game night again this week again because I had to do that last week as well. So <laughs> come back by and check this channel out. We stream live to YouTube, DLive, Twitch, Periscope, and Twitter. So, oh, Periscope is sort of Facebook, rather. That's where I'm going with that. So come and check us out on any of those platforms. And if you're just checking us now, up now, you can catch us on the audio platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. And if you're over on iTunes, leave that five-star rating and a good review. That always helps us move up the charts. Uh, lastly, here, before uh, we get on out of here, you've got something coming up here. Why don't you tell us a bit about that? I do. Uh, this coming Friday, actually, uh, my co-host and I are hosting another 12-hour uh, live stream for charity uh, for St. Jude's, once again. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We've got some fun activities planned. And, uh, yeah, I hope everyone can make it. Um, I know Ed's going to be there because he doesn't have a choice. Uh, he is being detained. Um, if he doesn't show up, then some people will have a knock on his door. And, you know, he can have as many rounds in that gun as he wants. But he's going to make it here. Just saying. He'll be here. Um, but, uh, yeah, all of our Freedom Scoop people are going to be there. Most of them, at least, uh, I guess. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, though. Make sure you guys show up and uh, give to a good cause. And since you are here uh, not regularly and your stuff isn't linked in the description, tell them where they can find you. Yes, uh, I am one half of The Generational Gap. You can find us on YouTube uh, by typing in The Generational Gap. Um, you can also find in the description of all our videos, you can find our Discord server, which is probably my favorite place on Discord, <laughs> our server. It's pretty awesome. Um, and then, uh, yeah, our Twitter is at the Gen Gap P. So come follow us. You can see me play Twitter once in a while. Um, and then, yeah, Freedom Scoop, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, we're over there as well, which I'm sure... Uh, I know I know you said it earlier at the top of the show, but I'm sure you'll reiterate. Yeah, go over there Freedom and uh, pick up some of our swag over there where you can check out great shows like The Generational Gap or The Daily Ignoramus yep. or The Breakdown with Birkenhoff or The Freckles and Brit Show. Uh, Brit showed up for a little while with us here or the already conservative check all those shows out to pick up some of our swag and help us support great creators over there and 
As I always say at the end of the show, never take the words of bloggers, podcasters, or journalists as gospel. Find all the facts and draw your own conclusion. Why don't you lead us out of here? Uh, yeah, make sure you uh, wipe both front and backwards and uh, brush your tongue. Take care. <laughs> yep, see you guys. <laughs>